What I'm going to do here is remind everyone to go to hankstrange.com, sign up for our email list. That's the best way to uh, communicate with us, be able to figure out all the things that we're up to. On hankstrange.com, you can find a bunch of links within the menu. You can also go to lolasdeals.com, um, and Lola's always posting daily deals and things like that. All right, so um, I also want to remind everyone to, uh, if, if, you know, if you like to be high-speed, low-drag, handle the manly business down in the nether regions, you know, and you and you use Manscaped, or you've been thinking about it, you can go to Manscaped and use the code STRANGE20. That gets you 20% off. There's links in the description and all that kind of stuff. You can also go to Sportsman's Guide. I think we still have that strange, uh, what is it, STRANGE20 code over there, Lola, too? Sportsman's Guide. I don't know. Lola's not even here right now. So go to Hank Strange. That's how you find out about that stuff. All right. I also want to thank Walther Arms for sponsoring the podcast. Shout out to them. Um, and if everyone out there is ready and everything's looking good, we're going to jump in. You guys need to smash those thumbs ups. Share this video with your friends. I'm going to press the button and get it popping on and popping. Welcome we back to the Hank Strange situation. Bam. Lifestyles. Make sure to subscribe, thumbs up, ring the bell so you can be notified when we go live. And uh, guess what? Guess what, Edgar? You are here for the first time. We do this thing called Jazz Hands. We've got Edgar Antion. Did I get it right? Yeah, you got it right, man. Jazz Hands. There you go. Jazz Hands, Edgar. I hope you guys have your big girl (laughs) panties on because we are live. This is episode 579 of the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. I'm your host, Hank Strange. Like I said, we have Edgar Antillon of Guns for Everyone joining us. He's our guest coming in from live from Colorado. Denver, Colorado. Yeah, I appreciate Denver. it, man. Denver. Thanks. Yeah. Is it Rocky Mountains? I don't know. Yeah, the Rocky Mountains, there man. Boom. Rocky Mountains. All right. So shout out to everyone out there. Shout out to all you guys. Like I said, smash those thumbs ups. We've got Edgar here. Um, Guns for Everyone. What does that mean? Uh, it, it means just that guns for everyone. We, we are a, a, uh, activist. We actually started off on YouTube. We were talking about this, uh, started off on YouTube with some really kind of, uh, something weird, man. Like I was looking you up. I was researching <laughs> you. We don't really know each other that well. This is yeah. the getting to know you period. Yeah. And I'll throw it up here. Um, I found this page under your name <laughs> and it's, and in there it says, wanna be the luchador. Yeah, wanna be the luchador? That that dude's what, what crazy, is, man. Uh, is that you? Is that some other person? <laughs> I, it, it, it just—it's somebody that kind of resembles me, but it's not me. Like it, right. it's, it's, it's not me. Right. Okay, <laughs> it's uh-huh. not me. So that's yeah. kind of what we we started off with back in 2010. We started doing these uh, these kind of parody type videos, making fun of the the gun experts. In fact, that that channel's uh, if you look at the title, is actually Gun Expert X P R T. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were kind of making fun of the, the so-called gun experts. And then we slowly transitioned. We became more of an activist group, more of a serious group. So we kind of slowed down on, on the, on the funnies mm-hmm. and then became more of an activist group. And now we're, we're kind of bringing it back to, to the beginning while mm-hmm. still maintaining the activism and the training side. Currently, okay. um, we're, we're the largest handgun training company in the state of Colorado. Mm-hmm. Uh, me, myself, I've instructed over 40,000 students in the state of Colorado, um, oh, wow. And then Isaac's done a, a few thousand himself. So mm-hmm. um, we focused on that for the past 10 years. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. Your name, Antione, uh, what is, where does that come from? 
Um, if I'm not mistaken, that that's from Spain. Uh, Spain? I'm not. Okay. I, I wouldn't claim Spanish myself. Uh, my parents are from Mexico. Okay. Uh, came here illegally uh, during the Reagan era. Okay. And you know they 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 had me and I secured their their residency here. Okay. The, You're an anchor baby. <laughs> I'm an anchor baby. <laughs> yeah, hey, listen, baby. no shame, no shame, man. <laughs> you know, yeah. there's no shame in that. Um, yeah. I know, like I always tell people that when I so. Back in 1984, my fa- we used to come here on vacation all the time from Nigeria. I was living in uh, Nigeria with my family in the early 80s. Yeah. We used to come to America on a visa every year. And then, uh, was it, no, actually 83. In 1983, we came here on a visa. Dude, we never, we, <laughs> we overstayed that visa. We overstayed the hell out of that thing. You know, <laughs> I didn't get my green card until 92 and I got my citizenship in like 2003. Yeah. Did you have yeah, to wait that long for the process? Well, because what my, my family actually um, from after we overstayed that visa, yeah. then, you know, th- my dad, there was a company that was sponsoring him and we went through all the legal, you know, the legal things that you yeah. have to do. So because we started doing all of that we didn't get amnesty. Like I remember helping other people fill out forms to get amnesty. Yeah. And so in 92, we had to leave, go to a previous yeah. port of entry, which we went back to England, someplace I, I, I we've lived in the past. We yeah. went there, um, did everything. And then, and then came back to the States. Uh, the, most of us, like my older brother, he was too old because it was my, my mom and my dad and their kids, they were under 19. Yeah. So uh, my yeah, brother we, we was had too a- old for that. Yeah, we had to go to to Mexico for for a stretch there. I think for a year, mm-hmm. um, because yeah, I was born here, mm-hmm. and yeah, you were the anchor to, baby, man. You yeah, like, I was the anchor mm-hmm. baby. So, um, but yeah, we still had to go back to to Mexico. I lived in Juarez mm-hmm. for oh, okay. uh, for about a year or so. The Juarez yeah. is that just like that's just right on the border, right? Yeah, with El Paso. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think I've been on the American side of that. Yeah, El Paso, El Chuco. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> El Chuco, yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's like sometimes when you're driving on the highway through there, you don't, like, the, you. I know the first time I did it, I ignored all the signs because there's these signs like, hey, we're, we're going to probably stop you here and take a look because you're so close to the border, right? Yeah. So I'm ignoring all of that, and then all of a sudden I see this. <laughs> It's just like it's actually it looks like a border crossing or so or you're going Correct. through a toll and there's all kinds of this cops and everything. Everyone's like, what is happening? And the first yeah. time that happened to me, I had like a bunch of cars and uh, guns in the trunk, including a 50, had 50 BMG ammo, I had all kinds of. I was like, wait a second. Did I somehow drive into Mexico? This is the end. Yo, yeah, that that's where you, the name for this podcast came from, right? Like, who who the fuck moved my freedom? Like, why why am I having to go through this? Yeah, yeah. 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 The first time that scared the living bejeebus yeah. out of me, man, because I just really was not paying attention. But really, all it was, I get like, you know, you just slow down. They take a look at you, try to figure out if you just came across the border or something. Yeah, you know. So uh, it was interesting. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And no. It, no. It, it's. It's definitely a, a pucker moment every single time. Like I, I was born and raised here, but mm-hmm. every time coming back from El Paso, there's like this little section between El Paso and New Mexico where they mm-hmm. check you. And mm-hmm. every time I was just like, God damn, we're, I'm going to get yeah. sent back. This, <laughs> this is, the is time. it. <laughs> this, this is, is it. it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, so you guys, when you, um, when you first, when your family first came here, where we, where did you say you were born? What state? 
I was born in in Denver. I was born. Oh, you're born in Denver. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I was born and raised here in in Denver, but we did have to go back to to Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of part of the the plea. I mean, you know the process. That's kind mm-hmm. of part of the the whole thing. You, cool, yeah. we'll give you residency, but you're going to have to go back for a little bit just to yeah handle some business there. So lived yeah. in Juarez for about a year, mm-hmm. and then my my parents moved back to to Denver after that. Okay, cool. Yeah, shout out to everyone out there. If you guys have questions, let us know. I see Puerto Rican Pistolero out there. Oh, yeah. Do you know Puerto Rican Pistolero? I, I do. Oh, I okay. Do. Yeah. Good. Uh, we've had him here on the show. Yeah. Good dude. Good people, him and his wife. Yeah, absolutely. We separate them. We don't let them come on at the same time. <laughs> you know? Um, <laughs> so, as a matter of fact, I think to, uh, I think tomorrow we have uh, uh, Latina locked and loaded. Oh, okay. She, I think she's going to be on the show tomorrow. So, what oh, do you shit. what do you think? Like, while we're on the subject of immigration mm-hmm. and everything, and mm-hmm. I always try to tell people, like, you know, I've experienced that from that side. This everything's three dimensional. Yeah. What do you think on the whole subject of uh, immigration? What's your thoughts on that? Um, I, I'm uh, I, I'm I'm an anarchist. So at, okay. at, at the core, I'm an anarchist. So I, I'm I'm an op- open borders guy. I know that's not the popular. Stance, mm-hmm. but I'm, I, I I have to be honest, mm-hmm. and I can't be a hypocrite. I, I'm no, not man, a big fan cool. of. Yeah, yeah we're, here I, to, I, we're here to exchange thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. And, ideas. and, and yeah. I'm not a big fan of the people who say they're for the free market, but mm-hmm. I don't like the buts. Like either you're you're in for it or you're not for it. Yeah. What's so a for, how, what's a true anarchist? Um, so just for the, just for reference sakes for yeah. folks out there who, who are so like, okay, what does this we, exactly we need to, mean? We need to clear a few things up. Uh, yeah. An anarchist is not Antifa, 100% right. not Antifa. Mm-hmm. Most anarchists are actually about the, the non-aggression principle, which is if you leave me alone, I'll leave you alone. Okay. Um, and that's basically the, the whole thing is, is I'm going to leave you alone. You leave me alone. You don't take mm-hmm. my shit. I don't take your shit. Mm-hmm. You respect my little area. I respect your little area. Mm-hmm. And also anarchy. Uh, this is another uh, misconception uh, mm-hmm. of, of, of a true anarchist is that we don't like rules. It, it doesn't mean r- no rules. It means no rulers. Mm-hmm. which is a big difference. If you and I developed a community and we established certain guidelines, um, those who wanted to live within that community, I mean, it's kind of like an HOA, but not that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, so yeah. Okay. All right. So when it comes to, I see everyone's already reacting, so that's good. <laughs> you know, oh, always. Uh, yeah. Always. I the saw the status by, every by, single time. Yeah. By the way, I saw in the chat, some people said they were sick and tired of all everything that's happening right now. We could definitely talk about that. We could talk about whatever you guys want to talk about, but we're here. So we're going to have this conversation right now. Um, okay. So, so, so you don't believe in the wall. I'm going to take it. You don't believe in. No, I definitely don't believe in the wall. Not okay. just economically, but, mm-hmm. but overall it, it just, it, it, it doesn't fix what you want to fix. Uh, mm-hmm. Everybody's afraid of something, and mm-hmm. I think people are just reacting out of fear. And it, it's it's always been funny to me that the same people who say, oh, laws don't work, are the same people who are saying we should make a law about this. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you can't say in one hand gun laws don't work, but somehow in immigration the laws are going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, it just – there's different ways to approach it. I don't have the solution, obviously. That, that's why I don't deal with that stuff. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, if we even look at it just from an economic standpoint, a free market standpoint, uh, the wall doesn't make any sense whatsoever. 
Okay. All right. So there you go. I'm I'm just trying to get out of here what you believe. Now you're a gun guy, right? I am a gun guy, yeah. Okay, um, you, you believe in the Second Amendment if we're talking yeah. about laws? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So um, how do you balance this uh, anarchist thing with, uh, with with the Second Amendment? So for me, it's a freedom issue. So the, okay. the whole idea uh, behind, I mean, our name is Guns for Everyone because that's mm-hmm. truly what we believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not just a cute name. It's not just a catchy name. It, it's, it, it's, it's a philosophy. It, it's, what, it's what we believe. It's a... It's an idea. Uh, everybody should have access to to firearms for mm-hmm. for self defense, to defend what's there. Not not just for that, but but for fun. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I mean that that's where I stand with guns. Mm-hmm. Uh, so do you? Do, so do you? With that, do you see? Because and and the reason why I'm asking this question, right? People always, especially nowadays, I see people making the statement like, okay. You know, you have the right to be armed. Does it? So if they make laws, you know, are you going to listen to those laws? Are you going to be armed anyway? Right. And and it's a valid question, I think, uh, for people to ask, because if they create these laws and say, guess what? You can't have those guns anymore. Now, what are you going to do? Right. Well, so how do you how do you like balance what you just said about laws, the you know, uh, immigration, et cetera, when it comes to the Second Amendment? Uh, I don't, I, I'm, I'm a respecter of, of my, my country. I love my mm-hmm. country. I hate the government. Mm-hmm. So that, that's the, the big difference. So for, mm-hmm. for me, it, any gun law mm-hmm. and any law, realistically, I, I have to make a conscious decision of whether I'm going to tolerate it or not tolerate it mm-hmm. and then accept the consequences of whatever comes attached to that stuff. Mm-hmm. So if I want to go to a state, and I have gone to, to several states that are quote-unquote anti-gun mm-hmm. and don't allow to carry, and I still carried anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, when I went to to uh, Nevada, we don't have reciprocity. Colorado and Nevada don't have reciprocity. Uh, I carried in ways that would have been seen as illegal in, in Nevada because mm-hmm. um, I chose not to not to follow that law. Mm-hmm. So I, I think we all have a responsibility of, of either following those laws, tolerating those laws. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what's always funny to me is the same people that are saying, oh, we've got rule of law and, and all that shit are the same people who say, oh, if they make a gun law, I'm not going to follow it. Mm-hmm. Um, if they make this gun law, I'm, I'm not going to follow it. Like it, it, it's a lot of people are just they, they pick and choose what they want to follow, what they don't want to follow. What's OK sure. to follow? What's what's not OK to follow? You can't be a hypocrite. Um, either you're for freedom or you're not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and don't and don't pretend otherwise. Yeah. So for me, I'm, I'm 100 percent. I prefer freedom above anything else, above anything else. OK. And that's what you see is uh, when we're talking about being an anarchist. Do you, you know? Oh, yeah. You, you're absolutely. saying that's freedom above everything else, right? Oh, absolutely. Okay. A- absolutely. Do you see, uh, do you see being a, an anarchist as a religion? Do you see it? Would you put it in that context or? I, I wouldn't. I, okay. I think there's a lot of people who who would get it. I, I'm, I'm just no, I, I just wouldn't. No. OK. Do you have a religion? Are you atheist? I, I'm not atheist. I, I'm probably more agnostic more than anything else. Okay. I, I, I suppose I do believe in a deity. I'm just not I don't believe in the Bible, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, do I believe there's a creator? Yeah, mm-hmm. I for me personally, it, it's kind of hard to to ignore. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't. I was a Jesus freak at at, at one point, mm-hmm. 
um, oh, hardcore fucking Jesus freak. And <laughs> I got to the point where I, I read the Bible enough and it just mm-hmm. didn't make sense to me. And I was like, mm-hmm. I, I, th- I think I can believe in a God, mm-hmm. whatever it might be. I don't I don't know what it is. Uh, he, she, whatever, and and not believe in the Bible. I, I, I think that that's a possibility instead of what I used to believe, where it's just like, no, we need. And th- that's basically what this whole anarchy thing is or what, what mm-hmm. the statists are all like, oh, we, we need government in order to facilitate our freedoms. Like, mm-hmm. no, I, I can have freedoms without having the government. Mm-hmm. I can have my belief in a, in a higher being and not, not need the Bible or need a religion. Right. Okay. So I see some people asking, the chat's pretty lively. So, I mean, if anyone, <laughs> if anyone was worried about being bored, I think you should probably flush that. Uh, boredom <laughs> idea right now it's gonna be pretty so i and i see people asking about the constitution what do you feel about the constitution you know i i think in in the idea of it is nice because the constitution is it doesn't grant us anything i, I think somebody said that, uh motorboater fuck mm-hmm. yeah i love that name uh um, oh yeah and and i yeah. believe that motorboater is probably motorboating a lot <laughs> <laughs> Whenever the opportunity strikes, oh, hell, yeah. hell yeah! <laughs> so, yeah. I, I, and I think that's correct. Is it, the Constitution doesn't give me anything? Mm-hmm. It, it was designed to to protect. And I'm not saying anything new. I mean, everybody knows this. The, the Constitution is there to protect what we were already born with, mm-hmm. and. So that's why I like the idea of it, but I understand it doesn't do anything. If we look what's going on right now, um, it, it's not really protecting anything because we are not mm-hmm. using the Constitution the way we should be using the Constitution. Yeah. So it's really our fault for, for not using it the way we should be. Right. You know, so I look at life, uh, you know, I, first of all, like if we're going to. I don't want to transition into talking about the movies, but I think the whole idea of the Matrix movie, the original one's a pretty good idea, right? Even though those dudes totally stole it from someone, which we can get into later. But yeah. a lot of life to me is like, kind of like the Matrix, you know? And we live, it, we live from our perspective in one kind of belief, and things could happen that all of a sudden change that. We could do things, people could do things to us, the environment, whatever happens, you all of a sudden, uh, th- things change. And sometimes you, you, you bounce up against things and, and you have to make this decision now, what do you do? The reason why I'm saying all of that, you know, um, I believe in the Constitution, right? Yeah. You know, I believe I have the right to defend myself outside of the Constitution. I believe yeah. all human beings have the right to defend themselves. Right. But the truth of the matter is maybe one day in America, we're going to smash up against that hard, cold reality of people setting laws and going, guess what? For your own goods, we're taking this away from you. And now we have to decide, do we want the red pill or the blue pill? Correct. And what reality do we want to live in? So, um, and, and lots of things could get flushed I think at that moment, like someone, uh, I think it was Brian, it's Brian, is it Brian Quick here? Yeah. He's saying, you know, what happened to this guy where he went from Jesus freak, which has a lot of rules, to yeah, anarchist. Yeah. Something <laughs> happened in your life and you hit up against something. But I mean, that's just my guess. You can, you can yeah, answer no, that Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, what really did it for me was running for office twice. I, I was the, uh, I was a, a manager, campaign manager um, for the Romney campaign. I, I was, uh. I was uh, the kind of the head guy of Romney. Romney. Oh, yeah. Oh, now you're gonna really set people off. Oh man, I'm gonna set <laughs> motherfuckers off. Like, like if you want, it's some about life to be on, shit. son. 
I, I haven't even talked about my polygamist oh. uh, beliefs and all that stuff. Like, I could get this shit crazy. Oh. I, we can oh. make this shit crazy. I don't know if you actually, if that's a joke or not, but yeah, just it's, remember that one. We'll get back into it here. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll yeah. get back to it. So, like, if you want your chat to be live as fuck, like, like we will make this Whatever. shit live. It's all good. Uh, Let's do it. No, so I, I ran for office twice here locally mm-hmm. uh, at a state level. I, I ran for a uh, state house of representatives. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to be a neocon. Holy shit, neocon. Neocon. Um, I've oh. heard that word, but you're gonna have to define it for me. Uh, it, 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 it's. It sounds it's like just one idea, but I, you know, I've heard the. Let me see. Let me look it up. Let me pull it up. Yeah, neocon. my understanding of a neocon is basically just the your your hardcore uh, conservative, basically. Okay. Um, Trump would probably for some reason, be considered a, a neocon. Okay. But anyways, so let me uh, throw this up here. I'll read it as I'm reading it out to the person. Over, In politics, a person with uh, neoconservative views, adjective, neoconservative. That's what it gets. That's what comes yeah. up there. So, yeah. Pretty vague. Yeah, what is it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so right. I, I ran for office. Um, I ran for office and then I became the the chairman of Juntos con Romney uh, mm-hmm. here in, in my state. Mm-hmm. So I was Juntos uh, con Romney. So uh, what is that? That's, like people with Romney or together with Romney, together with Romney. OK, so that was the, the Hispanic arm of the Romney campaign. So I was the head of it here in the uh, in in my area in the state of Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, of, of course, for the people who like Trump, they're going to defend him. Yeah. Um, and by the but, way, let me I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. So I see here further definition. Neocon, a former liberal espousing political conservatism, a conservative who advocates the assertive promotion of democracy in U.S. national interests in international affairs, including through military means. Does that yeah, sound th- like that's, what you that's wrong? Then then yeah, that that definition has been skewed a little bit. Then yeah, in, in yeah. Times. Okay. I think like most I'm just words. trying to figure it out for people because yeah, I know absolutely. I've heard that word, but yeah. I really can't put a definition to it in my brain, and I like my. You know, I like yeah. to keep all my ducks in a row when we're having a conversation. So, so that that's when I seen mm-hmm. the the reality of politics. That that's when I seen how the Republicans work. Mm-hmm. Um, I hung out with with the Romneys. Um, I I hung out. So you um, actually knew those those dudes? Yeah, more so the kids, more so okay. the the sons. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I I worked with them. Uh, I mean, you 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 name it, VIP the the, the whole nine. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a, I'm a big fucking deal. I mean, you guys don't know this shit, but like, like, I'm a big, I'm a big fucking deal. Apparently <laughs> hanging out with Romney and all that. What's your opinion of Romney and the family today? I mean, did that all I mean, end well? Is you guys, you guys still cool? Well, no, th- see, that's the thing that that's kind of when I seen, mm-hmm. um, I, I had seen it a little bit when I ran, when I ran for office, I remember one of the very first comments I heard is like, Hey, don't let, don't speak Spanish in front of our people. This was at a political event. I was speaking Spanish to my kids. And, and they people, said that you shouldn't speak Spanish in front of who? In front of people. Like when I'm out in public, I shouldn't be speaking the Spanish. The Romneys said that to no, you? No, no, not the Romneys. This the is camp- way before. Oh, this before. This is when, okay. I, when I was running for office. Mm-hmm. And then I ran again the, the mm-hmm. second time. And then I, I continued to see a lot of the racism and a lot of the, the mm-hmm. no... There was really no motivation to fix anything. It was just let's just get somebody in office. Mm-hmm. Like if if you were really somebody who was trying to fix anything, 
And then I started uh, with the Romney campaign. I, I really started to see my own hypocrisies. Mm-hmm. Um, I was an individual who was speaking about freedom, mm-hmm. kind of like a lot of the people on the chat. Uh, oh, I love freedom and oh, I'm never going to give this up. But at the same time, I was bashing people who just wanted to be free. Mm-hmm. Uh, the gay the gay community was one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, now, th- this is this is weird because my wife, I- I- if you ask her, she would say that she's a gay uh, a gay lady, a, a lesbian, mm-hmm. um, just to fucking fire more people up. Okay. Um, so here we are, my wife, uh, identifying as somebody who, who is gay. Mm-hmm. Um, here we are as Jesus freaks, um, mm-hmm. neo, neocons, whatever mm-hmm. talking about freedom. But at the same time, we're like, ah, maybe gay people shouldn't marry, which is ridiculous, which is stupid. So you start to see your own hypocrisies. You start to, and that's really the very first thing that, I, I I think everybody should do is assess their own hypocrisies, mm-hmm. assess their own mm-hmm. um, bullshit, because uh, we all have bullshit where we mm-hmm. say one thing, but we move a completely different way. Yeah. And we should so, we should allow ourselves to. Well, first of all, let me put it this way. We should examine our beliefs. You know, we should put them to the test and try to figure out at least internally whether or not we really, truly believe something. Right. Correct. So some people are come into the world and they kind of have these ideas and they stay like that throughout their lives. Good or bad. I'm not I'm not trying to say yeah. whether that's good or bad. Yeah. And some people come in and have, you know, go from this idea to that idea and so on. Yeah. And I don't I'm not trying to say that that's good or bad either. I think people um, need to do that. I know me personally, when I talk to people, they're like, man, you've been like this from the beginning. That's what my that's what my parents tell me. They're like, hey, you've always been, it's like you almost came into the world and you just had these crazy ideas in your mind Correct. and you, and you just go in that direction. But I always, I, but I always try to self-examine, you know, what I'm saying and I don't Correct. look at it like, hey, everyone should just find this thing and stick to it because it may be wrong or may be wrong for that person. Co- correct. And, and I think that's the, the beauty of all this. Mm-hmm. I, I, it, it kind of it, it's we see this shit all the time where where oh they they brought up a, a tweet from 20 years ago that that somebody said not a tweet but whatever mm-hmm. a message somebody wrote or mm-hmm. a video or a picture just like that that individual was at a different time in his life like like we gotta allow for for that fuck up we we gotta lo- there's a lot of shit that I did when I was 15 years of age which is when I got married mm-hmm. um, wait what you got married at 15 at, at 15 how um, how old are you right now I'm 35. <laughs> So I've been married for 20 years. Wow. Okay. And so, so, so the same. So this is still your wife that you were just discussing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is still, still my wife. Uh, wow. Okay. So we're still together. So um, I'm assuming there's a book or something on this <laughs> somewhere because <laughs> I had oh. no idea. I just, if anyone wants to know, I met you at uh, at an event that Marge did at 2020 Shot Show. We were like yeah, sitting next to each other. You seem so sweet and innocent <laughs> and reserved. <laughs> I, and I am, and I am until you right. get me in these environments, and then no, it's, it's just like it, 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 it's on. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so right. got married when I was fifteen, and and even in my marriage, like if you ask my wife who I was when I was fifteen compared to who I am right now, mm-hmm. uh, it, I'm a completely different human being. Like mm-hmm. it's it just I, I'm different because we we grow, we evolve, we. We analyze, we, 
we we challenge each other. Uh, luckily, I had a, a woman by next uh, next to my side that that challenged me, mm-hmm. uh, whether she knew it or not, to to become a better human being. Mm-hmm. I had kids, um, which challenged me to be uh, a, a better person. What and age so did changed. you guys have kids? I had three kids by the time I was twenty one. Okay. My wife is three years older than me, so okay. uh, for her it was different. But for me, it was I had three kids by the time I was twenty one, and mm-hmm. I've got four kids now. Okay. Yeah. So your yeah. wife was older, which three to, years old to me, women are always like and people might get mad at me for this. I think women are typically uh, mentally more mature than men. So yeah. if she was three years older than you, she was probably at least at least like eight years. <laughs> yeah, yeah probably. Probably. <laughs> right. OK. And uh, the, what was the age when you had the first kid? If I, if I could ask. I, I was 17. You were 17. OK. So, you, yeah, so, 17, so, you, so at 15, you didn't get married because she was like pregnant or something. Like no, that. Okay. no. OK. No, no. It, it was it was nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was 17, 17, 19 and, and 21. Okay. Uh, when I had the first three, and then seven years later, we had the our our oops. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Where yeah. were we before I cut you off there? My apologies. Uh, oh, we we one. were talking about the the change. What happened in 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 the change? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <clears throat> yeah. So that that's kind of what 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 my change was. That, that's kind of what the change was. That's kind of what the what happened in me is just I, I just seen the internal workings of the Republican Party. I seen mm-hmm. the internal workings of, of the even the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I figured out what a lot of people already know. They're both full of shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're both not working in, in your, your better interest. They're not working for you. If we look at it historically, they're both anti-gun. They both mm-hmm. haven't really progressed anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, they both fur- further oppressed mm-hmm. um, the population. So it, it just I, I seen that and I said, well, maybe the Libertarian Party is 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 a better way to go. Mm-hmm. And for me, uh, if if there were a party that I would align with, it'd probably be more so with them. But I still think they're a little too statist uh, for for my being. They're not stable enough to really go hardcore with the Libertarians. Mm-hmm. So I, I got to stick to my guns and be like, I, I just don't like government. I, I'm just not a big fan of government. I think there's a way of doing it. Are we ever going to have that? Absolutely not. I think people love being in. I think people love being told what to do by other people. Yeah. Um, so I have to say this, like uh, for people wondering what I'm thinking in my brain as I'm listening to you. Um, the funny thing for me is you sound a lot like my brother Anonymous. You know, my, <laughs> my older brother has, yeah. you know. I don't know if he still believes that, right? Because people evolve yeah, yeah. or whatever. But there's right. a lot of people like this who feel this way. There's a lot of people who, uh, I mean, look, I think most of us don't like the Democratic Party, don't like the Republican Party either. Most of us probably see ourselves somewhere uh, probably as libertarians. Um, most of us, I'm sure there's some people out there who have a different opinion. Most of us don't really care who gets married to who. Correct. You know, uh, that doesn't really matter to me. I know I know what I am. Correct. You know, and um, and and I would just like to be left alone. I don't care. Like people should are to me able to have their religion or lack thereof. You know, we just um, I just I think that people should not um, hurt other people, damage, uh, take away their property and those kinds of things. But all of us are different in, in, in our own ways, right? Like what we believe spiritually, you know, what we believe about this policy versus that policy. And ultimately, when we're dealing with each other, we have to try to find that common ground. 
And that's where a lot of the conflict comes in, and people wind yeah. off like either over here, over here, or trying to go down the middle. And but then I think what that's things... the problem. I think people want to find the common ground, and I, I sometimes I don't think we have to. I mean, it, we're we're sitting here, we're having a conversation. As people call me stupid and retarded and shit on mm -hmm. the chat, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. uh, you and I can still have a conversation mm -hmm. and be like, okay, I don't agree with that. Or I do agree with that. Or I don't know about that. And then that's it. Let's move on. There's no common mm -hmm. ground. Like you, I'm not asking anybody yeah. to agree with me. Yeah. I'm not asking anybody to validate me. I'm a grown ass man. Mm -hmm. Like I, I don't, I don't need any. Of I'm that just stuff. interested in what you have to say, man. I think yeah. that's, and, and then that's we, the we thing. should I not be the same. We all should, we don't have to be, and we correct. should not be the same and try to like, you know, march lockstep in with everyone. I've got lots of friends that, you know, that we agree on a lot of things, but we don't right. agree on everything. And and I think that's the way it, 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 we just need to come to this point where it's just like, OK, cool. Like and it's not even agreed to disagree. It's just like, cool, that that's who mm -hmm. you are. And I respect it. And then just we just move the fuck on mm -hmm. like that's it. But everybody's trying to like, oh, no, you need to believe what I believe in. And that because what I believe is just amazing. Like yeah, what you believe is, is probably crazy and fucked up. But but a lot of the shit that I believe is crazy and fucked up. And. You 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 tell me how that shit works out, and I'll tell you how my shit works out. And then, we, as long as we're we're together and we're not hurting each other, and and we're understanding, and I think that's the biggest thing is is mm -hmm. people forget that all, sometimes all we need is just somebody who just understands. Like I don't agree with you, but I get it. Like I understand what what makes you tick, and, and that's yeah. it. Or someone that just listens and, yeah. and allows us to be who we are, correct, and express that. Correct. But, you know, they don't feel like uh, this. I think this is a line from The Matrix. You know, my <laughs> beliefs don't require you to believe in them. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, just that kind of uh, it's, um, you know, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting thing to me. This is my interpretation. I think the reason why this experiment in America has worked so well, because America is built on this foundation of you know, religious freedom, the constitution, like people have the right to defend themselves, to yep. worship, etc. That's why so many people are coming here. This is why America has stood out from so many other countries Correct. since the beginning. This is what makes it great. You know, we've got all these different states, people can move around, they can, you know, they can live here, they can live there, but we all kind of try to move together. Right Correct. now we're, I don't know, it doesn't, may not seem like that to people, but I think this is the overall thing. Now, when it comes to parties, I think that um, so, for example, there's lots of people who are gun guys. So, like, yeah. you know, I think that's what we have in common. Right. We're gun guys. There's lots of people who are gun guys that are Democrats. Yeah. They're liberals. Forget about Democrat. They're like Correct. screaming liberals, but they believe Correct. in guns. Correct. You know, um, and the thing is. So what do we do? Do we say like because I feel I feel this way, like maybe some of these guys do, like, how the hell could you actually be a Democrat? And I'm not saying like I've been a Democrat for a long time in Florida because Florida has this stupid thing. You either have to be a Democrat or a Republican. If you go independent in the primaries, you can only vote for that party you're in, which in Florida means that most of the times you cannot vote in the primary at all. At all, yeah. So I would rather, you know, for a long time I just stayed a Democrat, and that way I could at least go in there and vote, you know, like vote opposite Hillary or whatever. <laughs> and then a couple of years ago I was like, you know, I'm sick of this. I'll yeah. go over to the Republican Party. But at the end, it's, what does it mean? But so, so for me, I could say, okay, I was a Democrat, but not really voting 
for Democrats, still voting for, for Republicans, but doing it because to me, I was like, hey, I want to maintain my Second Amendment rights and I'm going to vote for who I think is going to do that. So I do. Do you do you feel validated? Do you feel like like any Republican has really 100 percent stood by your Second Amendment? No, I I can't say not 100 percent. I think there are. I think the the issue that we have when it comes to that is that there's probably more Republicans or conservatives or people who say they believe in the Constitution out there. And so that's maybe why we've held on to this this long. But not all of them. I think a lot of people are just Republicans because, you know what, the Democratic Party's filled up. Or if I go over there, I got to start at the bottom of the ladder. So I'm going to go into the Republican Party or vice versa. Yeah. You know, so this is one of the problems with the parties. And then even with the Libertarian Party, I feel it's kind of like the same thing. There's a lot of people in there that like, listen, man, come in here and support me so we can all have drugs, which I'm fine with. But I don't take drugs. But I don't care if people do that as long as they don't hurt other people. Right. Correct. I don't think you should get high and, and drive or something like that and then take out someone's family. So people want me to come over and support them on that. And I'm fine. But they don't necessarily support me on things like the Second Amendment. Correct. This is how this is how we're all in conflict here, and we're actually all getting to me led around by our nose. You know, I was I was yeah. having this thought today before we did this uh, podcast that really America has no freaking leaders. Yeah. This is the problem that we have right now. There's no leaders right now. We're on our own, which is why I'm a gun guy, if anyone wants to know. Because a long time ago, I figured out I can't rely on Democrats. I can't rely on Republicans. I can't rely on anyone except myself. Uh, well, and, and I, th- I think that's uh, of, of in large part why I became uh, an individual who, who if, if I am going to support anybody politically, if, mm-hmm. that, that's the big thing, if, mm-hmm. uh, it's one issue and one issue only. Mm-hmm. Because if I get too into like, well, how does he feel about this? How does she feel about that? Mm-hmm. How do they feel about this? Um, I'm probably never going to agree with this politician. So I, I, I focus on this and, and, and I talk about this because I, I am still an individual. I have my own podcast and, and mm-hmm. we, we do our own. As a gun organization, we always get asked by other people like which politician is good for guns and stuff like that. So we kind of have to keep up with it. Mm-hmm. Um so what's the name before, of your podcast real quick before we get uh, away from that? It's the uh, Say I Won't podcast. Say I Won't podcast. When is it? Uh, we go live every Friday at 930 p.m. Mountain Standard Time uh, okay. or Mountain Time. OK. And um, so I became an individual who's just I, I'm, I'm just going to vote on the gun issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not all who I am, but mm-hmm. that that is. Uh, probably the most important issue to me is is that. Yeah. Um, I think self-defense is a linchpin issue in society everywhere on the face of this planet or in the world, in the universe. If we could travel the universe, our ability yeah. to, do, to, to defend ourselves against whoever it may be, whether it's Correct. an ind- individual or the government, that's the most that's like a linchpin. Maybe not the most important thing, right? But a very, very, very important thing. Yeah. No. Yeah. Absolutely. But um, for for me, it was mm-hmm. 
I, I don't get caught up in, in, in any uh, of the other bullshit. And I think mm -hmm. too many people are just like, I want this politician to be perfect for, for everything. Mm -hmm. um, and, and you're just never, you're never going to find it. You're, you're, you're never going to do it. And that, that's why we, we get a lot of piece of shit politicians because people are just voting them in just because, oh, like, ah, oh, this is the better one. And we don't even like, know if they mean it. Correct. Well, there were, and, and that's what I'm getting at is, is you, like, cool if you want representatives and stuff like that, but you're not voting for leaders. You're voting for just like, ah, this one's better than the other one. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to do that. And you don't even know that. Like, you mm -hmm. you don't know that. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot of people are like, well, uh, when we post up that Trump fucking sucks for guns. Like, like let's, just, let's just be real about that mm -hmm. shit. Trump is not a good gun president. He's just fucking not. Oh, well, he's better than the other one. Like, that doesn't make him good for guns. Like, Probably, they, they can yeah. both suck equally. Mm-hmm. And let's be honest about that shit. If they both suck equally, be like, yeah, they're both pieces of shit. And then just leave it there. Yeah. I think you have to be balanced enough to look at things that Trump's done. You know, I'm not uh, I'm not a rabbit Trump supporter. I'm not dogmatic to anyone. I voted for him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, but at the same time, if you are going to write an executive order, like we can't all be mad at Obama when he writes executive orders and then not be mad at Trump when he writes Correct. an executive order to make Correct. a piece of plastic a machine gun. <laughs> Correct. Right? You yeah. have to go like, okay, that's nonsense. If you hear him say, forget about uh, due process, just lock which was him allowed up. Under, which was allowed under the Obama administration, by the mm -hmm. way. Yeah. <laughs> the due process thing? The, the, oh, the bump stock. The bump stock. Yeah, it was. Yes, yeah. absolutely. You have to be able to look at this in a balanced way and realize that, like, you know, we, we've got some issues here. <laughs> you know, yeah, we've got some issues here. And at the same time, I there's you know, I would not have voted for Hillary. But at the same time, Trump becoming president has made a lot of people in America very complacent. And not right. pay attention. And Republicans in the beginning of Trump's presidency had a supermajority and promised people lots of things that never ever came to fruition. Correct. So we've got we've got to at least look at that and realize that. Does that mean that okay, next time around I'm gonna go, no, forget it. I'm not gonna vote for him. If I had to right now look at Biden and Trump at the same time, you know, I gotta make a decision. <laughs> you know, and if you and, and I'm not my decision is not going to be to not vote because at the top, like what we were saying to me personally, I yeah. know what my family went through to come to America Correct. and get green cards and become citizens and what we invested in America and actually what we left behind in, yeah. the, in the place that we were born. And I would never forsake that by go by going, oh, forget it. I'm just not even going to vote anymore. Yeah. Oh, I'm a piece of shit in that sense because I'm like, yeah, fuck it. I'm just going to leave them both alone. Mm -hmm. These two perverts can fucking fondle each other because mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm just going to leave it alone. Cause, uh, so you don't, do you vote? Uh, no. No, okay. I, so this I is have, part I, of the anarchist thing. Yeah, it, okay. it's part of like I, 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 I can't bring myself to vote for somebody – Mm -hmm. who who's not going to do what I want them to 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 represent. Mm -hmm. So if, if I'm going to be honest and I'm going to say I I'm going to run a gun organization mm -hmm. and 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 this is just merely out of principle like like mm -hmm. if I'm going to run a gun organization and I'm going to choose a president or a leader or somebody who's going to represent guns properly then then I can't in good conscience vote for anybody who is anti-gun. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I don't give a shit like, oh, well, he's better than this person. Like voting for the lesser of two evils is still voting for evil. Mm -hmm. 
Like, if, if we look at Trump and if we look at Biden, they, they both said some creepy fucking shit. Trump mm-hmm. about his 13-year-old daughter when, when Ivanka was, was, was younger. Um about dating her and shit like that. Like, oh, if, if I wasn't her dad, I'd, I'd fucking smash it. Uh, like, that's some weird was shit. Was that his like, words? Were those his exact words? Well, no, no, that was oh, not his okay. talking about paraphrasing. I'm paraphrasing. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, and and Biden at the same time, like, that was creepy as shit. Like, I, I, and, and nobody's going to see that. Like, like mm-hmm. nobody's absolutely going to see. I love that. Edgar's a comedy. Change my mind. Oh, I'll change your mind. Who said that? Uh, <laughs> Uh, Len Holt said uh, they they want you to change their mind because oh. I'm a, a comic. <laughs> that's and just, that's, that's a thing. meme. Yeah, that's a meme, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and and that's the thing is, mm-hmm. is like, oh, I don't I don't agree with Trump. I think he's a piece of shit for guns. So I'm a comic all of a sudden. But in the same words, they disregard the fact that I'm talking shit about Joe Biden as well. Mm-hmm. So like they disregard that shit. Right. Um, or listen, or I think the folks out there are listening to us and part of the conversation there, because from what I can see, looking at the chat, they're also having their own little fights <laughs> over there. You know, I mean, and I try to keep this almost like a like if you went into to cheers, you know, if you went into the bar and everyone's yeah. in there arguing, I think we don't all agree, but people come back here because we have lots of different people with different points of view. And we, you know, you, you've, you've got to let those things, I'm not afraid to let other people's thoughts Correct. bump up against my brain yeah, yeah. because I know what my thoughts are, yeah. what my beliefs are. So I'm not afraid to, you know. So am I affiliated with Antifa? No, I'm not affiliated with Antifa. I think Antifa is, is uh, I don't think they do anything productive in any way shape or form yeah and i think there's factions you can correct me i'm not an expert on this but i think there's factions of uh of people who are anarchists let's you know I mean, yeah that's... i think just like anything else there, yeah. there's different levels and there's, right. there's different degrees there's, there's republicans who who are kind of republican but but not so much and democrats the same thing and same thing with anarchy there's a lot with the ones that are weird um mm-hmm. for me and and i've i've trained with them and i and i've done classes for these individuals um, mm-hmm. uh, is anarcho-communist, which is a, it's a contradiction. Like they're, 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 you can't be an anarchist and a commie all at the same time. Like they just they fucking clash. Really? Okay, yeah, because a, a, a communist is a belief of of more uh, basically the government controlling all kinds of shit. So it's more complex than that, mm-hmm. but. Uh, oh, yeah, that's gets, true. I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's true. Absolutely. Yeah. Communists an want the government to control everything. Yeah. Anarchists want no control over anything. No control of the government. Right. So to be an mm-hmm. anarcho-communist is just like, what the fuck? Like, that's weird. <laughs> but I, I've right. had plenty of conversations with, with these people. And mm-hmm. you, you know what? I, I, a lot of them are, are my friends. I think they're weird for, for, for being an anarcho-communist, whatever the fuck that means. But uh, I'm, I'm uh, a capitalist. I, I'm, I love the free market. Okay, so uh, you're a you're an anarchist, but a, co- a capitalist at the same time. Well, I believe in the free market. You believe so in, if okay. you want to. So I believe in the free market. The free market, if, in, in, in its true sense, where it's just leave the let it be. Okay. Like uh, not not cronyism, which is what we have here in the U.S. Okay. So uh, so how do so uh, and I'm not trying to take you off track here. Yeah, you're you're good. Um, so how does how does what you believe um, bounce up against? What's happening in America right now, right? Obviously, you know, this particular thing, I, I don't think it was, I don't want to say that this was just started with what unfortunately happened to George Floyd. I think that we had lots of different things happening at the same time, right? We had this whole ridiculous COVID-19 lockdown thing 
Um, then you, you had what happened with George Floyd. There was a, there was another woman that the the police um, illegally uh, raided her home, you know, in the middle of the night, and yeah. and killed her and got into a whole thing. There was some other issues. Obviously, things that have been boiling up for people in America in a long time. That leads to protests. People come in here and um, incite protests, make them it turn them into riots. How do you look at this whole thing that's happening here, and how does that? Um, how does that work with what you believe? So it, it's very complex, mm-hmm. and, and that's kind of the hardest thing. A lot, a, a lot of it, 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 it requires a lot of time to really decipher, but kind of at the gist of it is I don't agree with the lockdowns. Mm-hmm. I think it, it's dumb. I, I think telling people what they can and can't do for, uh, for safety is, is retarded. That's just stupid. Um, I think obviously shutting businesses down for, for the same reason is, is stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the riots, uh, I, I'm in this, in this position, I think like most people are that, that I hang out with anyways, mm-hmm. like when you, when you belong to a community who's been oppressed in this country for centuries. So I, I I'm Mexican. I, I'm not Hispanic. I'm not Latino. I'm not any of that shit. I'm Mexican. My parents came from uh, from Mexico, my grandparents are from Mexico. My great grandparents are from Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Mexican. Um, so for me, as a Mexican, I seen the racism. I I, I seen people call like people call me spick. I, I would get contacted by cops uh, just because of where I lived. I grew up in the hood. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I, my my brother was a Sudeño and 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 all that. So, so it just like I, I grew up in in a certain environment where what's a Sudeño. It, it, a Sureño, it's a gang. A gang, okay. it, it's, it's a gang. And that's it. That's uh, something in Colorado? No, th- th- this is all over, all over the okay. U.S. Okay. The, the, if you read up on the history, a lot of them came from the Mara Salvatruchas, which is the, the MS-13s and okay. kind of little branches and all mm-hmm. that stuff. So, um, so in these environments, I've I, I seen the oppression, but I have to be honest. Like As a Mexican, mm-hmm. uh, we, we haven't been as oppressed in, in, in the U.S., for nearly as long or nearly as as bad okay. as as the black community. So the little bit that I, I've I've witnessed and I've encountered, mm-hmm. um, I've been pissed about. So now boil that up to to centuries in this country. Mm-hmm. Of course you're going to get a community who's fucking pissed off. Of course you're going to get a community who who ain't having any more of that shit. Of course you're. So like for me is it's the understanding of like yeah I get it. Um, the unpopular opinion is. Although I may not agree with 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 people now, we'll, we'll get into who who is doing this because now there's more information. Now we've seen the videos of Antifa and and pretentious white liberals. Uh, not all white liberals, just a certain sect of, of of white liberals who who are really creating the damage and the bricks and the the vandalism and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but even if it was in, it, now, this is just hypothetical. Mm-hmm. Even if it was. Um, I'll, I'll say it this way. That way I make it more personal and then people don't get too, too fucking crazy. So I had uh, a break in at my gun store, mm-hmm. uh, April 25th, four o'clock in the morning. Some dudes decided to crash a car into my car, try to steal some shit. We were here. So, uh, let's just say we took care of it. Um, so we took care of it. They didn't steal anything. Now this was over nothing. Mm-hmm. This was over absolutely nothing. This was um, this was during this current situation here. No, 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 no. Some, but but another I, time. I, okay. I, yeah, I, I'm just trying to make a point. Okay. So pissed. 
fucking mm-hmm. furious uh, that people would do that to my ship. Mm-hmm. Now I have to put into context, like if this happened, if my my store was closer to to downtown Denver, which is where all the shit's happening. Mm-hmm. And I had an entire community who was pissed, just fucking pissed, and they want to make a point. Mm-hmm. Um, and they destroyed my shit. Um, I have to be 100% honest with you. I'd be like, yeah, I get it. I'm not happy about this. But you know what? The same way I rebuilt and, and I, I replaced windows and shit like that, the same way I did that, I was able to move on over nothing, like over nothing. Mm-hmm. So if you do have a group of individuals who want to make a point and, and, and want to make a statement and they use my store as an example, like we're fucking done. We're, we're fucking fed up. Like I'm going to understand. I'm not going to be happy with it. I'm not going to condone it. I'm going to be like, yeah, great, great for you guys. Mm-hmm. But like at some point I'm going to be like, yeah, I, I get it. Yeah. Would like, you, get so it. let's say, um, you know, we're kind of talking about an example here. So if you, if you were in this community and people were upset and they therefore came in and destroyed your store, uh, Maybe we shouldn't make it a gun store because I think that's kind of like a different uh, beast. We don't want necessarily, yeah. you know, we like. I, I don't like the idea of people who would riot getting their hands on a bunch yeah. of guns. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but, there was a story, but and, it but that, make and it that's been happening, by the way. So correct, you know, that's so, been happening. The people have been getting. I just their wanted hands. to make it personal yeah. so that people don't right. don't get uh, like, oh well, it's not your shit. So. There yeah. is a story. There is a story of, of a biracial couple who owned a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's relevant. And maybe it's not relevant, but mm-hmm. the fact that they're biracial is, is relevant, more so because the the, the man um, is, is a black man. Mm-hmm. Um, so he is in the black community, obviously, mm-hmm. by default, mm-hmm. um, owns a restaurant with his wife, and they fucked his shit up. And their words were just that, like... We'll rebuild, whatever. Like, we'll rebuild. No, nothing's going to bring Floyd back. No, nothing's going to bring George back. Uh, we got to make a statement. So I get it. It sucks. Mm-hmm. I'm not happy about it. Mm-hmm. But I can replace this shit. Mm-hmm. Like, right now, we're in an, uh, we're in, in a place where we, we, we can make a difference. Now, later, we, we start to find out and we start to see cops placing bricks in strategic places. And we, we start seeing... Um, Wait, you're certain, saying you're saying that the cops were placing the bricks? So if you if you watch if you watch some of the videos, mm-hmm. there there was a a video of uh, and I forget where it was where it was at, mm-hmm. um, but they were unloading bricks and setting them down and, and handing police them to people departments. They, police departments, yeah. Okay. And you, this is a video you you can watch for for yourself. And then you have people paying people to so go. So why would why would the police departments do that? Uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm I'm not them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Obviously, I mean, I would assume. Get... Let's say, let's say we take this for truth. I don't know. I haven't seen that, but I, I, I would take what you're saying here yeah. as uh, truth. If I if I'm seeing police departments placing bricks uh, in places that they know that there's going to be protesting, I'm going to assume that they're hoping there's going to be rioting and destruction. And if I'm asking myself, why would a police department want that? My next logical conclusion would be that they want to destroy this thing for some reason. They, yeah, they, they and, want to and, tear and things know. down for some reason. The, the, only, the only thing that I'm thinking is for the same reason they, they would uh, set up a bait car. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you set up a bait car? Because you, you want to arrest some people. You, you want to generate some revenue. You mm-hmm. want why, why put up speed traps? Mm-hmm. Um, I think cops are, are, if you look at it historically, they, they've always been known for, for setting people up for failure. Like mm-hmm. 
when you're talking when about I'm entrapment. Te- oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, when when I if I don't want my kid to to touch something like I, I remove that something away from my kid until they learn until mm-hmm. they're old enough to be like, hey, don't touch my shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't just give them the, the gun or the knife and be like, ah, fucking. Yeah. Let's see I mean, what I you think we have to shit. ask ourselves, like, who do the police who do the, poli- the who do the cops work for? I think most of the time we have to realize like cops are employees. I, I don't by any means think that all of them are perfect. Correct. Although I do have family members, friends and all that kind of stuff that are police officers. You know, I think anything that human beings do, there's going to be probably most people are going to be good. And you're going to have some really bad people that are going to do bad things. But for the most part, we're talking about people who are employees. So either let's say the situation is real, that there's actually cops laying those things out. Either they're doing it on their own or someone has directed them to do that. And we have to look at who who is in charge of these uh, police officers. And ultimately, that's the people who run the towns that they work for or cities or states that they work for. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't get too much into to the conspiracy mm-hmm. theories and shit like that. Well, uh, I mean, yeah, and I'm not trying to get into that. I correct. think I think that perhaps correct. like one of the issues to me with a lot of what's happening in America is during COVID, we, we know that there were states that wanted to be bailed out. Right. Uh-huh. There's states that want to be bailed out. And some people are like, well, we shouldn't bail these states, states out. I believe in that personally, where we get in this money from. To bail people out, the only place we can get it from is to manufacture it, print it, which to me leads to inflation. But these states want yeah. to be bailed out because they've done certain right. things for a long time. Yeah. Now they're in the hole. The best way to get out of the Absolutely. hole is to get bailed out. But it's not happening, right? And COVID is actually a non-thing. So I'm not saying people haven't died. People haven't been affected. Of right. course they have. But not to the level that we should have shut down America, now, Correct. all of a sudden, we have these riots and mass destruction. Now, there's Correct. two reasons why we should bail these guys out. Correct. Yeah. And it, I, I think for many reasons, we've seen a lot of towns. I mean, a lot of towns are, are extending their their uh, state of emergency because mm-hmm. of it. Because mm-hmm. once they end the state of emergency, they get no more no more money. Mm-hmm. Like they, they get cut off of the teeth. So, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. I mean, but. Mm-hmm. This this idea that that um, that people shouldn't um, and and I forget where it was at. I don't know if 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 Isaac is on. Isaac is, is my business partner. But there's mm-hmm. there's a really great quote um, by MLK talking about the riots. It's just mm-hmm. you you get to a point where where you get a a certain sect of society taking. And the other individual just kind of having to deal with it. At some point, you're going to get somebody else that wants to take as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you may not agree with that, but it's like it just like I, I get it. Like I, I 100 mm-hmm. percent get it. Yeah. Let me and, just let me just I'm sorry. Let me just add this. I know someone sent me a link. I'm going to put it up here. Obviously, I don't have time to like uh, vet <laughs> Uh, any of these links coming up. But, but this is what the headline is. Boston police caught with truck full of bricks. Are they planting them to incite violence? And then it says two police officers were filmed on a cell phone camera removing bricks from their truck and carefully placing them on a pallet inside an alleyway in Boston, uh, Massachusetts. Uh-huh. And then, uh, you know, so a lot of people are saying that that wasn't true. Yeah. So 
uh, I mean, I, that, that's the whole thing with what's happening, right? There's Correct. lots of things floating around Correct. out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we no, don't know the, what, why. And, and there is videos. There is videos of, of white individuals getting out and be like, "Hey, here's twenty bucks. Like, let's go grab some shit, mm-hmm. um, some benches, or go destroy some shit." Yeah, and you know. Um, what I know. So wait. before we did this, I was looking at uh, Attorney General Barr. I'm not, you know, I'm not a fan yep. of Barr, but he did a press conference with the FBI, ATF, uh, Bureau of Prisons, a bunch of different yeah. uh, law enforcement uh, agencies, and they were saying that there are people going in here and inciting these protests to become riots. Right. Correct. And I think we can all agree on that. I know the media was out there like, oh, what are they talking about, Antifa? You know, they, they mentioned Antifa. I think it's more than Antifa, and I think there's lots yeah. of people involved in this for lots of different reasons, right? On on all sides, I think you have people. Like we probably have Antifa. We probably have some white supremacists. We have probably have some people who just want to create some kind of civil war. We probably have some outside countries, which they were talking about. There's some outside countries, you know, maybe on the Internet and other places trying to push things here, right? Yeah. Well, and, and there's a lot of countries that, that it would be in their interest that, that we are on fucking fire. It, it would mm-hmm. be on, in their interest mm-hmm. um, to, to see us go down. Mm-hmm. So it, it, I wouldn't put it past it. Like, again, I don't get too too deep into conspiracy theories, but uh, I think the evidence is always there that the government always takes they, – they, they will take advantage of any opportunity they have to, to either make shit worse for somehow their benefit or um, – to to in I mean, crony cronyism is a real fucking thing, and, and there's a lot of fucking money in cronyism, mm-hmm. a shit ton of money for sure in cronyism for sure. And People, there's going to be a lot of money coming out of all of this, out of the whole COVID oh, shutdown. Yeah. There's people who are going to get rich out of that, out of these riots. There's going to be people to get rich. You know, to go back to what I said about guns, like a long a long time ago, I decided to to uh, to be self reliant. And to me, guns are part of that. And I also yeah. decided I'm going to make up my own mind at things and look at what I see versus everything that I see out there. So, you know, doesn't mean I don't look at the news. I look at the news. I read the news. I think about things. I look at what's happening around me. I take all of these things. I put it in my brain. I process it. And let's, I know there's people out there that are seeing these riots and it's directly affecting them. But let me ask, let me even ask the people out there. How much of this are you personally seeing? Like the people who are in the chat right now, tell us, are you seeing this right in your neighborhood or are you seeing this on the news? I'm not saying it's not happening. It's happening in certain places, but it's not happening everywhere. I'm in Gainesville, which is like the main town where I live here in north central Florida, and there were protests here, but those protests did not become violent riots. Correct. You know, so we have to think like, what are we seeing here versus like with our own eyes versus what we're seeing on the news media every day that's maybe stressing us out, not to take away from the fact that there are people who are living in that. But ask yourself if the, let's say let's take New York City, for example. Right. Yeah. If you live in New York City, which I have family that lives there. Are you the person who's out there doing this? Or do, are you thinking about, man, I've got kids, I've got family members here, yeah. people could get hurt. If, if, we, if this building catches fire by accident, that's a whole bunch of people in that building that are, that are going down. You know, I'm not going out. I don't want my kids. This, this is how I would be thinking. I'm assuming most normal people are thinking that way. <laughs> yeah. 
in, in, I know here in Denver anyways, which is why I haven't been downtown. Um, uh, and all of this, a lot of people have gone downtown mm-hmm. and, um, here there, there have been plenty of these protests that turn into a violent thing. You, um, mm-hmm. Denver, uh, implemented a curfew of 8 PM, which is mm-hmm. again, mind mind boggling that you're trying to tell human beings, especially cause it applies to everyone. Mm-hmm. It's not just the fucking people that are out there. Um, so mm-hmm. they implemented as soon as that curfew hits, like, it, like that shit's on. So like you guys have a curfew. Well, Denver does Denver. not not the state of Colorado. Okay. Denver does, mm-hmm. so it only applies to to them. Uh, I'm not in in Denver. I'm 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 outside of Denver, and mm-hmm. there there's there's play. Our capital is basically fucked. Um, a lot of tagging, a lot of mm-hmm. uh, broken windows, and and a lot of shit. But I mean, if if you if you look at the people that are doing it, like you start to see the pattern really fucking quick. Mm-hmm. Um, like extremely quick, you, you, like they, they, they fit the profile every single time. Um, and, but it, it has happened here. It has happened here in Colorado. You, mm-hmm. you, you see it. Um, and, and it has turned violent, but that's it. Like outside of Denver, really, it hasn't, nothing much has, has happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I see everyone chiming in. I, I'm seeing lots of different things coming in. Yeah from folks out there. Um, I don't know what you're seeing in particular. Um, it looks like there's different things going on. And I think yeah. this, this is all affected by where people are and how much those people really want to do something and set something off. And at the same time, whether people are busy getting about their business or not. So like where I live here, I've seen that even through COVID before this, People just get going about their business. <laughs> Correct. You know, kids yeah. are out of school, but the rest of us, most people in places like Florida, um, especially here, which is really close to the country, if you don't yeah. work, dude, you, you you got problems. <laughs> you really have to like, you know, most people here are self-employed, so they don't have that luxury of like, oh, yeah, my, you know, maybe the people who work for the university or the hospitals are in that yeah. position, but a lot of people, man, you got to get out there and actually work if you want to make a living, or you have to, you know, wind up on some kind of government assistance, which Correct. is really not fun. <laughs> you know, especially out in the country. Yeah, and in all my time of living in America, like I said, I've been here since '83. I've never been on that. I've like always worked, but I think I find that most people want to do that. There are people, of course, who you know, who don't feel that way. But so that's what I see here. And I think because of that, people aren't looking for reasons. And then also, let me just add this. We don't have like an Apple store, you know, a Gucci store, (laughs) Dolce Gabbana, I don't know, whatever else that people will go, oh, this is my time right now. And and, and I I think that's a lot of it too. Like if you, if you look at it, like a lot of these towns are a little bit more, more hipster, a little more, Mm -hmm. um, let's just call it gentrified. Mm -hmm. Um, in in the whole thing so yeah because denver unfortunately uh somebody made the comment that denver's been pretty quiet compared mm-hmm. to other cities oh of course our, our population mm-hmm. is a lot less than than mm-hmm. than most places um but it, it denver is turning into one of those uh now this is just the city of denver mm-hmm. uh turning into this weird hipster um mm-hmm. gentrified uh, utopia for these weirdos Mm-hmm. So, and, and you do see in shit like that, you, you don't, uh, Colorado Springs by comparison is, is probably our, our, 
our other major city and their their protests were were a lot quieter like they, they were a lot pe- more peaceful but it's not as hipster as as denver it's not as mm-hmm. so you you compare the two and the the contrast is, is fucking huge mm-hmm. it's it just tremendous mm-hmm. uh because the culture is different they're only an hour south from us but mm-hmm. it, it, it's still a different mentality i mean shit gets crazy down there as well it's probably the the Florida of of Colorado, where all the crazy <laughs> shit happens there. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> by, the, by the way, someone sent me this. I'm gonna run this in. There's lots of uh, messages coming in to me. Um, yeah. So someone said, "Northeastern police explain why officers were unloading bricks from truck." Says a video surfaced amid unfound claims that bricks were placed in cities across the country to stir up violence during protests against police brutality. In response to a widely circulated video on social media, Northeastern University police said Tuesday, the footage depicts two of their officers unloading bricks collected from a broken sidewalk. Uh, While on a routine patrol of campus, two of our officers came across a damaged brick sidewalk at the corner of Tremont and Coventry Streets that uh, posed as a safety hazard for pedestrians due to loose, upturned, and broken bricks. The police said in a statement to prevent injuries to pedestrians, the officers collected the bricks and returned them to NUPD headquarters, where they immediately notified the city of Boston uh, of a need for repair of the sidewalk. So, you know, I mean, we've got to be, you know, there's a lot of stuff. It's... It's basically a maelstrom of news and information and things yeah. getting posted out there. Um, Correct. We're trying to sort through and figure out what's real and what's not real. Correct. And, and every time, and, and not to say that that wasn't true, but mm-hmm. it's just at the same time as like to pretend that government has never lied before right. is 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 not honest. For sure. Uh, I'm not again. I'm not saying that it's real, but I'm kind of where you're at. It's just like I don't know what the fuck to believe anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times what get, I do is I just chill, stand back and see and try to figure out what's actually happening correct. before I do something or before I even allow my, my state of mind to change. Because I yeah. think once you get locked into a certain state of mind, it's very difficult to get out of that, you know. And now you're just a powder keg waiting for someone to push you in one direction or another. And, and not to um, kind of to the demise of our of our podcast, mm-hmm. um, I, I've, I've also gotten to the, the point where. It's just I, my emotions. I don't even let my emotions get to it anymore because mm-hmm. um, if you were to talk to me five, six, seven years ago, um, I would have allowed my emotions to immediately be attached to a certain idea. And it's just like, I, I just can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to step back and I got to process this information before I even pretend to get emotional about this stuff because mm-hmm. uh, I can't get very, very emotional, very passionate about uh, whatever it is that, that I believe in. Mm-hmm. Um and and that's where it's just like, yeah. uh, again, when we do our podcast, I don't have as much emotion anymore as I used to, but it's just, I can't, uh, I, I just, I can have a thought process. I can have an idea, but I, I just can't get that emotionally invested in a particular thing anymore because it, it just, um, I find out two days later that it's just, ah, this is the shit that's going on. Yeah. Because social media has made everything emotionally driven now. Correct. You know, and we're all participating in that. And just like um, just my personal opinion here, I think in a bad situation, it's not to say that you freeze and do nothing, but you need to make sure that you're observing what's happening. So maybe things slow down to you, but you need to slow things down to where you can actually uh, figure out exactly what's happening. If you ever look at fighters, the ones 
that um, are slowing things down and being calculating and deliberate about what's happening are typically the best ones. Not listen. I mean, if you're going up against someone that's just bigger than you, faster right. or whatever it is, you're going to get your ass kicked. <laughs> yeah. You know, but a lot of times the ability to actually figure out what is happening here is the best thing. Unless you're Mike Tyson, that motherfucker just went at it. Uh, yeah, that was in the past. We'll see what happens now. I'm not a big fight person, but I did yeah. grow up in the Mike Tyson era. And there's one thing about being young <laughs> and hungry yeah. and all that kind of crazy stuff. And then, you know, then there's another thing about being old and know that you're going to pay for this later. Correct. <laughs> you know, that's, that's something. Because I, I think Tyson is about to fight someone, right? He's like getting all geared up. I, I think a lot of yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be, that'd be fun. He looks like he's getting back in in shape. Yeah, yeah. I let's, still wouldn't fuck with him. Yeah, no, I would. No, no, absolutely no. not. Yeah, <laughs> it's so it's like I look at Mike Tyson this way. Do you would you mess with a young lion? I mean, no, that's what absolutely. that's what he was when he was younger. Okay, yeah, would you no. mess with an old lion? No, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> no way. You know, that's the thing. That's how I look yeah. at that. You know, there's, there's no 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 Tiger King yeah. shit for me. Yeah, you might have a better chance with an old lion, <laughs> yeah. but he also just might be in a moment. <laughs> well, and, and there's a reason the old lion's an old lion because that motherfucker's had to do some shit. And, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yes. <laughs> um, let's see. I don't know if we want to uh, pivot to something else here. We can see yeah, what's going on yeah, with yeah. people. If you guys, if there's some particular thing that you all want to talk about. I know you were, do you have some stuff that you want to promote out there that you guys are getting up to? Um, no, I mean, the, the only thing that, that I would promote uh, mm -hmm. that would be a, of my my benefit mm -hmm. is a documentary that, that I'm coming out with. Um, it, it's not out yet. We are mm -hmm. kind of in pre-production. Uh, the, mm -hmm. this whole, uh, virus shit kind of set us back a lot, like a mm -hmm. lot with, with mm -hmm. interviews and travel and, and all that stuff. But, mm -hmm. uh, it, it's, it's a documentary that's going to be focusing on, uh, mental health and, and guns, okay. uh, how to end the stigma. And then, uh, highlighting a lot of organizations that are doing a lot of good work with mental health and, Mm -hmm. and uh and guns um and, and mental health just in general but i mean obviously as as somebody who who runs an organization called guns for everyone that there's there's we we always have to look at the fact that uh whether you like to hear the number or not the reality is is that when you look at um gun violence and for whatever reason this number is attached to it, it is the number one thing is suicide Mm -hmm. So um, obviously, the the goal for a lot of people is to to minimize that that number and and make it as as low as possible. Um, we're not pretending you're going to make it zero because unfortunately, I don't think that's a realistic thing. But um, there's definitely a lot of great organizations like Walk to Talk America, um, and Mental Health uh, America as well that that are that are doing great things. There's a lot of local organizations here in Colorado that are doing great things. So. We're trying to interview them, kind of talk to them, see what what's working for them, what 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 solutions they found. Because uh, I think one of the things that I'm finding in all of this stuff, and I think it's true for a lot of things, is there's not one solution to this stuff. There, there's mm -hmm. different ways to go about this stuff, and and I think it's an important conversation. I, I've made a documentary. The very first time that I met you was mm -hmm. out in Atlanta with Maja's thing. Oh, uh, did we meet in Atlanta? Okay. Kind of, okay. kind of, because I was in in in, in uh, filmmaking mode at that point. So, oh, okay, uh, that. So yes, I was making my sense. first documentary right. at, okay. at that point. Mm -hmm. uh, now I'm on my second documentary. So, mm -hmm. 
Um, yeah, I remember the Atlanta thing, but a lot of stuff is a blur, man. I can hardly remember what happened to me last week. I'll be honest. <laughs> you and me, you and me both. Um, so th- there's there's a there's a lot of um, there's a lot of great topics. So there's a lot of great conversations. So that, that's what what I'm filming. Mm-hmm. Um, so if people follow me on the social medias. Um, uh, guns for everyone or, or, or myself personally. I mean, yeah. I'm easy to find. I'm, uh, it's not hard to, to find me. So yeah. I'm going to pull that. Let me see if I could, uh, I'll pull up, uh, IG and, uh, guns for everyone. Uh, there we go. So I'll pull it up and run it in here. So got, so folks can see, I think your last two posts have to do with us. And then you've got a, a bunch of other things in there that people can go take a look at. Yeah. And then uh, you've got, what is this, in 1911, and it says, if 2020 was a gun. <laughs> okay. So I see you obviously like pushing buttons. <laughs> you like pushing buttons. What, what, what is exactly is Guns for Everyone? What's the purpose of it? So uh, we started off, again, we started off on YouTube making parody-type videos um, in um, in about 2013 when the state of Colorado did, had, like, a big change in uh, gun laws, we, we became more of an activist group and we, we, we became a little bit more serious. So, uh, we had to figure out, okay, how do we effectively become activists? Cause we started doing the capital thing and the rallies and all that stuff. We could quickly found out that politicians don't listen to you. Mm-hmm. I kind of already knew the, that being involved in politics, politicians don't give a shit about you. They, they're mm-hmm. not gonna listen to you. You can email them all you want. It's not going to change their mind. Um, so we're like, okay, well we, we can start not unless it's money involved. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. We, we can start uh, providing free concealed carry classes and and promote gun ownership to a shit ton of people, as many people as we possibly can, uh, which is why uh, we've been able to do over 40,000 students in, in the 10 years that uh, really in the eight years in 2012 is when we started doing that. Um, so we continued our activism through that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we, we, we get a lot of people from from constantly, oh, I don't like guns, but I'm here because it was a free class. I figured it wouldn't hurt, um, that mm-hmm. type of stuff. So I think we're, we're changing in, in many ways the way people see uh, gun ownership and gun owners, me being Mexican, uh, Spanish being my first language, me being an anchor baby, me being an individual that's not – uh, I'm not, I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. Mm-hmm. I'm somebody who, who just genuinely wants people to get involved in, in, in gun ownership and understanding why, uh, gun ownership is important. So, mm-hmm. um, that, that, that's a lot of words just to say that we we're an organization that just believes in freedom. Uh, we believe that everybody should have access to, to these firearms. Um, yeah, we, we do agree that, that not everybody should exercise that right, but I'm not one to tell people, you, you get guns, you don't get guns, mm-hmm. uh, that type of, it's kind of like kids, kind of like kids. Like, I don't think that that right should be taken away from everyone, but mm-hmm. there's some pe- some parents out there that should have made the decision not to have fucking kids, but I'm not the one <laughs> to fucking say that. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, uh, comes with humanity. Comes yeah. with humanity. American Freedom Outdoors wants to know what's your most popular gun you sell in the store. My understanding is you don't actually sell guns in the store anymore. Yeah, um, we don't sell guns anymore just because uh, of the incident that happened. But I, mm-hmm. the the gun that we sold a lot, we were selling mm-hmm. a lot of uh, Bursa BP9s. We we're selling a lot of Glock 19s, obviously, because that, that shit sells anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, but surprisingly, the Bursa guns were, were very popular for us. Okay. Um. 
the um, the other one that was the the G two Cs. Uh, CZ was, was pretty popular at our store. Mm-hmm. Um, so there wasn't any one that, that was like really popular. Oh, and the, and the Canics, the Canics were really popular as well. Yeah. So, okay. Very cool. Um, yeah. I wonder what's the, so how long ago was this? You had the store? Uh, we opened up the store like, uh, three years ago. And then this year is when, when we just, uh, decided to end it. We, you know, I wasn't passionate about retail. We did retail mm-hmm. kind of as a as a, a side project uh, type thing. Um, I wasn't uh, a huge lover of the retail side of it. Mm-hmm. My my passion has always been more in the training and more of the uh, activism side of it. Mm-hmm. And then when when the incident happened uh, April twenty fifth, when somebody tried breaking in, that that's kind of the breaking point where it's just like, okay, I'm not having fun. Uh, mm-hmm. Retail fucking <laughs> blows. Yeah. Um, and then people are trying to break in and, and steal your shit. And here in Colorado, and especially in the Denver area, it's, it's been happening a lot. It's been going on for years now where people do the, the smash and grab. They, they, they steal a vehicle. They, they drive it in. They, they steal as much mm-hmm. as they possibly can. Um, and then they'll come back. So for us, like, I don't want the shit to be repetitive. So, like, mm-hmm. we're just going to get out of, out of uh, the, the gun shit, just focus more on the training again. Um, mm-hmm. and, and if somebody, uh, at some point wants to, uh, buy the retail side or run the retail side, then we'll give it to them and we'll, we'll do it that way. So mm-hmm. yeah. uh, that's kind of where we're at with that. It's a, this is a very tough time, not just right now, but I think it's been for the last few years to really be in retail. I mean, unless you've just really big, I think size helps in the retail space, but if you're yeah. small, it's a tough time. Yeah, no, I and I just wasn't passionate about it. Like it, it's it's there was no passion behind it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, you might even say that that I fucking sucked at it because I don't kiss people's asses. So if people mm-hmm. came in here with fucking lip, mm-hmm. I, I I'd fucking tell them go find another fucking individual that'll deal with your <laughs> bullshit because I'm not dealing with your bullshit. Uh-huh. Um, what and, do you and what lot- was lip? What did you consider lip when you were running the store? You know, it, you get a lot of people. So there was a, a certain time when um, when this whole Rona shit started and people would get impatient, like, oh, I want my background check back. So typically in Colorado, it's about 15 minute wait for the background check. OK, uh, we don't have a three day waiting period and shit like that. But obviously, unfortunately, the government's not very efficient. So when you go from having two or three people in the queue to all of a sudden having 17,000 people in the queue, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. then people start getting impatient. Like, I don't know what the fuck you want me to do. Like, either buy the gun or you don't, mm-hmm. or go go somewhere else. Or uh, at that time, shipping was bad, too. So, oh, I ordered a gun somewhere else. Like, you didn't order it for me. I don't know what you want me to tell you. Contact that that place and let them know that, that you ain't got your shit yet. So, yeah. It's stuff like that. Or we're a family-owned business, so there would be days where we'd be like, you know what? Tomorrow we're not going to open the store. We're just going to go hang out, have a picnic, mm-hmm. and people would get their panties in a while. Oh, I want to buy a magazine, and you're not there. Like, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not going to apologize for having family time, but I'm sorry you feel a certain type of way that, that you feel entitled <laughs> to my time. Jason Pound says they weren't small, dude. Is that you? Is he talking about your <laughs> store? It wasn't a small store? Um, uh, well, Guns for Everyone is the largest handgun training company in, in, in the state of Colorado. So mm-hmm. we're 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 pretty well known mm-hmm. in, in the state. Um, so it's it's small in terms of size, but I mean mm-hmm. our volume was 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 pretty was pretty big. Yeah, uh, Leti- oh Letitia, this is your wife. 
That's my wife. She says yeah. we fired a few customers. Customers can be wrong. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, tell us, like, uh, you know, so when you fired these customers, what's the, you know, having the store? What were the what was the the big reasons that you guys have for firing customers? You know, if somebody's completely unreasonable, if somebody's just um, somebody who who is gets angry with you, and somebody who starts talking down to to employees or yourself or mm-hmm. uh, or w- whatever, um, that's that's kind of when you're like, okay, cool. Like I understand the individual who's frustrated and had a long day and mm-hmm. says some shit and stuff like that. We, we have a, a lot of people we deal with that I would consider to be a fucking pain in the ass, mm-hmm. but they're cool about it. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they're not assholes about it. And then there's yeah. people who are just flat out fucking – they're entitled. They, they, there's no other way to fucking say it. They are fucking entitled, and the world needs to stop for that individual. So when you combine that with, with rude and, and shit-talking and, and degrading other human beings, that's when you're like, you know what, fucker? I don't, I don't fucking need you. Yeah, uh, a little bit of and, please and thank you goes a long way. Cor- correct, correct. Yes. And, and and again, even when the people would come in pissed off and like, you know what? Like, I'm just mad. I'm frustrated. Whatever. I get yeah. it. Like, I get it. Yeah. Like, I, I'm a customer at at other places as well. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And there's sometimes where it doesn't go my way, and I'm pissed off, and I'm mad, and um, I'll be honest with you. That's why I don't make phone calls. I let my wife make the phone call because if I make the phone call. I'm afraid of turning into the customer that I don't want to deal with. <laughs> yeah. By the way, shout out to Big Dick Willie. I see Big. I haven't seen him. Nice. I haven't seen him. Uh, <laughs> haven't seen him in the chat for a long time. But tell me, so what? Like, what was the most outstanding story that you could remember of a customer that you guys were like, okay, we gotta fire this dude, this or or whatever. You're like this. Okay, this guy's dumb. We don't want. We don't want this guy's business. You know, there wasn't anything that was just. Uh, my wife could probably tell you that more than 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 I can, mm-hmm. but the the last one that I remember was during the whole panic. Um, some dude was going through his background check. He's like, "No, you need to give me my gun right now." Like, no, I like I, I like I, I want to as an anarchist. Like, I want to give it to you, but like the fucking ATF will fucking put me in jail. Yeah. Um, so it's yeah. this, this weird that anarchy fucking... thing. That anarchy thing oh, kind of hit up against oh, the jail dude. thing, huh? Oh, that kind of scared you straight. <laughs> oh, dude! Like you, you talk okay, about conflict. Okay, I couldn't resist that. My bad. No, no, you, no. You, you're right because you talk about fucking conflict. Like my soul was crushing every time when somebody was filling out a 4473. Like holy fuck, my soul would just fight. Like little by little, it was just chipping at my soul. Like what the fuck am I doing here? Like mm-hmm. this shit's wrong. I should just give you the fucking gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've got kids to feed and shit like that. So mm-hmm. that, that kind of t- changes the tune. So. Yeah, it's going to do uh, no good for you to go to jail, man. And then you commit like this. We're talking a federal crime, by the correct. way. Correct. Like you're going to jail for a while. Yeah, you lose your for, gun rights forever. You lose a for, whole bunch for, of stuff forever. Yeah, for a while. So so, anyways, um, he, he got a little pissy. He got a little lippy. Mm-hmm. And he just kept coming back like, I want my gun now. Like it's just mm-hmm. like talk to the fucking state of Colorado. Like I'm not like I can't like um, mm-hmm. you got three days and, and shit like that on the federal level. Yeah. But I, I can't give it to you before that. If 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 everything clears and at some point we'll, we'll just give you the fucking gun. But like mm-hmm. right now we just can't. So, yeah, buying a gun is not buying a sandwich. If you're mad about <laughs> it, I don't think you can blame the stores or the people that have to follow the, the, the law. Correct. So start voting, start paying attention to what's happening while we're in this situation. You know, this is not like a Wild West movie back in the days where you could just walk right. in there, spin the cylinder on the, re- on the revolver and like, OK, yeah. I want this and walk out. 
Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um. So it, it was it was shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um. So it wasn't anything egregious. It wasn't anything really ho- horrendous. Mm-hmm. Um. But it, it it was it was still enough for me to like I don't I don't need these people and I think a lot of people think you need them. Mm-hmm. Um. And, and and I've had to check myself too. I. I lo- I, I, I thought about the, the times where I would call Verizon and be like, well, I, I've been a loyal customer, and if you don't do what I say, I'm going to fucking leave. Like, I'm fucking Verizon. What the fuck? I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, leave. You'll be I back. Don't I think that every day about AT&T. I hate AT&T so much. <laughs> yeah. I've been paying AT&T money since I was probably about 14 years old for a cell phone. Yeah. You know, and I just can't stand these bastards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 And exactly. So. Like, it's it just like, I, so there'd be plenty of times where customers are like, well, I'm just going to go somewhere. Like, fantastic. Like, you're going to mm-hmm. do everybody a favor. You're going to be happy. We're going to be happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, I don't, there's not that much money in retail. Like, there just isn't. Mm-hmm. Like, like you left and I didn't make $2 off of you. Like, it's, it's not the end of the world. So, so all that to say, like, that's probably why it's a good reason why we're not doing retail anymore. Yeah, probably the biggest uh, thing. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. You, you combine all of that shit. No passion behind it. No, not a shit ton of money behind it. And then a lot of entitled pricks who, yeah. who think the world revolves around that. So yeah. I'm not a customer service guy. Yeah. Yeah. It, it sounds like it sounds like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying that in the nicest way. Um, I am Gary K says, uh, if you had set hours and they're posted and you decided to close for a day and you put up signs and social media posts to announce it, okay, uh, close with no notice, then customers have the right to be upset. So. Oh, fair, but I, I'm st- it's still my business, so mm-hmm. I, I chose to run my own business for that reason, not, not to yeah. be tied down to somebody. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's a fair comment, a fair statement. I yeah, mean, I it, it's so. not, uh, yeah. it, it's not a, it's it's not a wrong statement, but I mean, mm-hmm. it it is what it is. Yeah. So not much money in retail. Tell Bezos, well, yeah, that that's volume. It's not, it's not that there's a lot of money in in retail. It's just it's volume. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's why I was saying like you have to be. I think just in the game, in the in the firearms game right now, there has to be. It is. Look, it's tough, especially depending on where you're at, right? Um, yeah. uh, if you're a newer store, it's versus an older store. Like maybe someone bought that store and owns it somewhere a long time ago and was a lot cheaper and all that kind of stuff. That's easier than a person getting a new store that you either have to buy. Or rent and rent is really high nowadays uh, commercially, you know, and then you're buying all this inventory for a store that you can't necessarily sell. So now this could be 10, 20, 30, 50, $100,000 worth of inventory sitting in the store because the distributor was like, oh, you got to buy these. But then because of the internet and guys like me, people come in there and they don't want that. Correct. They want what they saw Hickok was uh, (laughs) shooting in a video. It's a tough deal. It's a tough, tough deal. I'm it not is. knocking it. Yeah. And here, here, here in Colorado, before the panic, we seen, I think I counted about 15 gun stores. And these were like established gun stores mm-hmm. um, that just went out of business. Mm-hmm. Just the market wasn't good. And the pandemic, although it seemed that it, it, it helped a little bit, um, ultimately it, it just doesn't because you, you, you get caught in this whole struggle for, for a revenue stream. Because, uh, yeah, like right now, the, the, the manufacturers are, are tied up and, and trying to pump out as many guns as possible. So some gun, some stores can't get guns. Mm-hmm. So you have nothing to sell. But 
So it just is this, it's an uphill battle with all that. So, so for me, it's just like, let's just focus on, on training again. Let's just focus on activism again. And, 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 and if retail is, is with somebody else that wants to run it for us, then fantastic. Or somebody wants to buy guns for everyone as a whole, then that's, that's fantastic as well. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm just, I just wasn't married to, to the retail side of it. So, yeah, um, I understand. Yeah. Like I said, it doesn't sound like uh, retail is really the thing for you, man. I'm just saying. I, I'm just saying, bro. There's a, there's a reason why I can't work for anyone else because th- this idea – there's a reason why my podcast is called Say I Won't. Uh-huh. So it used to be just the Guns for Everyone podcast. And then Isaac, who's my business partner in Guns for Everyone, he's like, dude, your your attitude is – if somebody tells you you can't do it, you're going to fucking just do it just to fucking prove them wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you you cannot give me a million dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you just wait. You just wait. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking yeah. about. I'm like that yeah. too. I don't like uh, people pushing me around like that either. Correct. You know, I probably have a little bit work. better of a personality, <laughs> you know, wise. I could deal with people maybe a little bit better. But yeah, I like being. I like the idea of being my own boss. The only person who could push me around is Lola, and a lot of times, you know, she gets serious Correct. pushback for me, believe yeah. it or not. So, yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I can't do that. I can't work for other people. I can't. Mm-hmm. It's just not a, in, in, in my nature. I'm just uh, – call it stubborn, call it dumb, call it whatever. But for mm-hmm. me, it's just like I I've, I know what I want out mm-hmm. of life, and, and that's it. Like you can't convince me otherwise mm-hmm. that that's not what I want in life. And Anything that veers me away from my goals, then it, it, it's not productive to me. That That's what I've had to learn in life is just like I got to figure out what I want. Mm-hmm. And even if that changes in two months or three months, I have to chip away. I have to work. If if what I am doing is not working towards that goal, then I should not be doing it in any way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. Like It's a waste of fucking time at that point. Yeah. If it's, uh, you know, if it's not making you happy, it's not making you happy. Um, by the way, I don't know if anyone has seen it on the Hank Strange side. We, we, uh, I actually released a video where we were looking at the Hellcat. So I suggest you guys go over there and take a look at that. I did not. You like it? Um, so I, th- I think it's fine. I think it's fine. <laughs> I didn't want to do a video on the Hellcat, to be honest with you, man. Um, I just have problems with Springfield Armory since that whole yeah. thing that they did. Uh, a couple of years ago went down and I've pretty much avoided avoided them since then. I, I've made videos on them in the past and I've had yeah. uh, Springfield Armory stuff in the past. But since that happened, like I ignore them at shows. I don't go look at their stuff. I don't really care well, about let, it. Let's be honest, like Springfield as a whole hasn't been very innovative. Um, like like yeah. like the, the, the Springfield I XD was a stolen was a stolen idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess they didn't steal it because they paid for it, but mm-hmm. I mean, it, it wasn't their idea. It, mm-hmm. it was, um, it was a check idea. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, the, the Hellcat arguably isn't their own idea. They just took shit from other people and just made it their yeah, own. There's so. not a not a lot new under the sun and the firearms industry doesn't have Correct. a lot of newness either. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, the, there's not a ton fair. of innovation. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's, this that's is why, fair. like, I'm a fan of Caltech. And even though people get mad about it or whatever, and even though sometimes yeah. Keltec gets mad at me, like I think there's more innovation there than in a lot of than a, than a lot because people are mostly just making 1911s or some derivative of that, AK-47s or you know AR-15s for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and, and that that's that's fair. Yeah. So, but yeah, I was never impressed by the Hellcat. I was never mm-hmm. impressed by by Springfield. Um, yeah. But yeah. yeah. So that was that was my whole thing about it. So I really stayed away from it. You know what the problem is, man? People just keep freaking asking me about the Hellcat, <laughs> mostly because when they they knew, in my opinion, I don't know anyone over there, but they knew they kind of did wrong. So when they came out with that gun, they sent out a thousand of those things. Uh-huh. people and it was i guess maybe a brilliant i don't know uh pr move on their part to just send it out to everyone and then a lot of people in the general because not most of the people out there aren't dyed in the wool gun guys like us and aren't aware yeah. of what's going on so all the time people would ask me i would have i would have the cable people in here oh what's up with that springfield hellcat i go yeah. to the dealership i'm gonna go over here run into yeah. someone it's like oh what's yeah. i'm like listen uh, and i have to constantly explain why i i haven't gotten one and i don't you know and i don't want to do a thing so i just decided you know what i'm gonna do it now at the in the beginning I told Lola, because if I got my hand on one, I told her I was going to pee on it and put it in the video. <laughs> Did you? No. Because Lola was like, listen, you need to be, usually, I don't, I don't like the idea of someone telling me to be professional. You can ask Lola. That's always fighting words with me, right? Yeah. But she was like, listen, you know, it, 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 if either just don't do it, or if you do it, just give it a fair shot. Correct. You know, of, of what you really think about it. So I did a video where I talk about the whole politics of it and why we didn't want to do it. And then we we took a look at it and I find it right. to be, you know, as a gun, it's decent. If people are looking for, for that particular thing or if they're a fan of Springfield for some reason, I think it's fine. But ultimately, though, you know, I think there's lots of options like that that exist. Correct. I think... Uh, Probably 365, uh, Babyface P was in the video with me. He has a 365. He doesn't really see why that would be any better than that. And there's other options out there. So Yeah. Yeah, the 365, when that came out, I fucking hated it. I thought everybody who bought one was a dumbass. Uh-huh. I, I thought it was overrated. Mm-hmm. I, I thought, and then I shot him. I'm like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Like, I it's, hate to say this, but it, it's, it's a what's nice What's your time. hand size? So are you like uh, small hands, big hands? No, I, I guess uh, a Glock 17 is probably the one that fits the perfect, that type of gun. So okay. a, a full size, not, not a, a huge gun, but mm-hmm. uh, Glock 19 is Glock 17 in, in that, that realm. The, the Smith & Wesson M&P series, that, that type of stuff fits mm-hmm. good in my hands. Yeah. So the smaller ones are, are not great, but when I shot that P365, mm-hmm. and I got to say, even the, the P938, mm-hmm. um, I just really, really like the the way they feel, mm-hmm. and I think in the 365, even though dry firing it feels like shit. Mm-hmm. Me personally, I like the stock trigger on it when you're actually shooting it. Like it, it, yeah. it makes sense when you're shooting the trigger. It. Yeah, if you you know you're right. I think if you dry fire that trigger, it just feels like oh this is plasticky and terrible. Correct. But when you shoot it, it feels like oh this is actually pretty good. Maybe Correct. better than the than the Glock. I have a 43. I haven't switched over to 43X. I think the 43. Fits me because it's thin, but it fits my Correct. hand. Uh, I have bigger hands, um, and so I think and, that and gun's anything's accurate. easy to beat a, a Glock trigger. Like anything's yeah. easy to yeah. beat that shit. But I'm kind of uh, used to that. I think the correct. I I uh, Lola has a 365. I don't use it. My hands are too yeah. freaking big. That's my correct. complaint. I think that correct. gun was designed for women. 
hate to say it, or small-handed dudes, which might as well be women. And then we'll see. Everyone will get mad right now. <laughs> Baby face, by the way, is, has very tiny hands. <laughs> yeah, so. and that's why I wouldn't carry the P365 as well because it just it doesn't fit my gun. Overall, yeah. it's just not the right gun for me. The right. Glock 17 is actually the right yeah, gun for me. Yeah, I think it's good. Now, since like uh, Walther has been sponsoring me and things like that, I've always been aware of Walther and done stuff with them and had friends. But I've yeah. been looking at their guns, um, you know, so like the PPS and stuff like that, I've been taking a look at. But, you know, with that, I'm going real slow. I'm not going to do something, for example, because these guys support what I do. So I'm going slow and taking a yeah. look at things and finding what fits my hands and doing a lot of testing on it. So right now at this moment, I can say for years, I've actually been carrying a 43. Yeah. And I, and I think for viewer stuff, like that's the way to go, man. Mm-hmm. Like it's just... I'm I'm not a fan of the people who are like, oh, this guy sponsors me, so I'm gonna fucking just gag on all over their shit. It's just yeah. like, no, like I, I got to do this honestly. Yeah. Like I'll pimp out the people who are who are paying for my shit because mm-hmm. uh, they deserve it because mm-hmm. they're paying for it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, is you got to be honest about. Absolutely. Uh, That's yeah. a responsibility we have to these dudes out here. Like I actually right. get out in the world and meet these people, and um, you know I feel like I have a responsibility to them. I hate the idea of thinking that I'm doing reviews, although, you know, technically, I guess that's what I do. But yeah. I, I think I realize that a lot of people out there are really trying to make decisions. And if you buy a gun and it doesn't really work for you, people go, oh, it's a gun. It's going to go up in value. No, it's when, when if you buy it and then you try to sell it, depending on when, it's going to probably go down. Right now, down. you probably have if you have a bunch of guns laying around. That you don't yeah. want, this would be a good time. <laughs> Correct to sell. <laughs> to sell yeah. them and, and get, you know, better things and all that. So I feel and I've gone through that myself, like buying guns, oh, that didn't really work for me. Now I'm losing out when I sell it. So Correct. You know, I care about those people. The range, I just want to get into this before uh, we move on. The range says uh amazing. Hashtag guns for everyone has awesome customer service reviews on Google. I think Edgar is way nicer than he claims to be. Or, yeah. uh, well, I'm going to attribute that to my wife because she she dealt yeah. with with the store a lot more than, oh, than okay. I did. Right, um, right, right, right. So, you know, my my wife is 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 great at all that uh-huh. stuff. And, and here's the reality: like, <laughs> like I I I, I wives probably, are awesome it, in that way, man. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so for for me, it, it just I wasn't an asshole. Like I wasn't out actively trying to be an asshole to people. Like there was a lot of people people who who were good to us. So we mm-hmm. bent over fucking backwards to, mm-hmm. to make sure these people were taken care of. Mm-hmm. Um, so in, in that sense, we were 100% loyal mm-hmm. to the people that were loyal to mm-hmm. us. Yeah. Um, it just, occasionally you would get one or two that just fucking, they, they were completely out of pocket. So we you just got, got to put them where they it's belong. It's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to happen in life. Uh, black sword Shinobi says, Hank, what you fire 50 BMG. I want to see that video. I've shot a lot of 50 BMG. <laughs> Lots. Every time my tinnitus kicks in, it's mostly because of that. So there's tons <laughs> of videos out there. <laughs> you know, uh, we, we we do that mostly with uh, Safety Harbor Firearms. But yeah, we've shot a lot of 50. Um, let's see here. I'm going to try to go through. Florida Gun says, you know what they say about 365 owners, small hands and small. And they put a, <laughs> a bunch of eggplants up there. So... Uh, M. Gabriel says the P365 makes your Schwartz look bigger. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. 
yeah. <laughs> gun guys aren't opinionated at all, man. <laughs> no, at all. At all. Um, uh, and then Poe Izzy wants to know, how do you highlight someone's name in a reply? I don't know what that. Yeah. I think everybody answered it. Put in put an at before it and they should highlight it. Put an at. Yeah, there you go. All right, cool. Um, let's see. So what else should we move on to here? And you guys can let me know, by the way. Look at that video. Tell me what you think about it. I know, obviously, some people are still mad, like me, at um, at Springfield. Some people don't yeah. care. I saw that in the video. It's so funny. This, like, half the people, like, I don't care. I like that thing. Half the people, like, these guys are the devil. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm in, so. the, I'm in the devil camp right now. I'm not huge fans of theirs. <laughs> but, hey, the gun's fine. Yeah. And that's uh, that's kind of the thing. For, people would ask me that stuff all the time, and, and I guess mm-hmm. people still do. And that that's kind of one of the things that, that uh, annoys me. I, like early on, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you get to a certain point where where you're out and about, and somebody sees you're like, "Hey, you're you're so and so." You're, and then immediately, um, like this has happened at, at, at Home Depot because I'm Mexican and that's where, where we hang out. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> and, and people wow. are like, hey, you're, you're, you're guns for everyone. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm just checking out tools and people immediately like, oh, what do you think about this gun or what do you think about that gun? Like, I don't care. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. I'm at a point where it's just like, I, I don't care. It's a gun. I, I, I squeeze it's the trigger. It's a very personal goes, thing, though. That's the problem with that. Yeah, right? correct. Yeah. And sometimes I just I just want to buy some tools and get the fuck out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> is or, there a big is there a big Mexican community in Colorado in general? Um, I don't know if it's big, or, but or I, I like mean, like in, in Denver, maybe. Comparatively speaking, I mean, uh, in, in, in I guess relatively speaking, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's pretty pretty big, uh, mm-hmm. especially. You, you know, uh, unfortunately, or, or maybe fortunately, I, I don't know how I feel about this, but mm-hmm. we as human beings, we self-segregate. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So definitely I seen it growing up because my entire neighborhood was, was Mexican and Chicanos. Mm-hmm. Um, so I seen it as a, a pretty large community here. Um, but one, one thing that I think we need to, to change, and, and I, I've been talking about this for a very long time, is just the lack of Hispanic representation in the gun community is 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 it, it's kind of saddening the way it, like if you look at the black community you, mm-hmm. you, you've got Maj, you've got kevin you've got um you've got yourself colion uh you, argo you've got jay. argo j uh so i mean you got a shit ton yeah. of people skips tactical there's a bunch of people yeah yeah absolutely. black rambo yeah, uh, yeah. so it, it's huge. And if you start thinking about all the Mexicans or the Hispanics or the Latinos that, that mm-hmm. are in, it's just like, uh, I don't know who. So fucking... who, yeah. Who are the Latinos that are like big? I know there's lots of new people like Latina locked and loaded. You know, we were talking about that Puerto Rican pistolero yeah. yourself. Yeah, exactly. Um, we but, had, but... we had, what's the name of the B-boy that we had? I forgot his name. Oh, Javier. Javier. Uh, Javier was on. Uh, what is yeah. he's H is he HT? HTX Tactical. HTX Tactical. Yeah. Out of Houston. Yeah. Yeah, but there's no, there's no like I'm I'm not even that big. There's no Coleon Noir level. There's, exactly. There, yeah. There's no there's no. Coleon Didn't NRA in. anoint a Latino when they were going through the rainbow and anointing everyone? Didn't that I, like I? I don't remember I was anybody. The impression. Yeah, I can't remember who that was, but I think they did anoint a Latino. Someone's well, gonna tell I, us. I'm sure. 
I don't I don't remember anybody and, and obviously right. they haven't done a good enough job of, of doing that and mm-hmm. and I, I think that's something that, that needs to change in the culture. Like mm-hmm. sometimes I come off as bitter when when I talk about this stuff and, mm-hmm. and and whatever it is what it is, but it is just a reality. I think we all want Mm-hmm. room at the table. Like it's mm-hmm. cool to build your own table, but like mm-hmm. if we're talking about developing a community and, and working together, mm-hmm. um, then, then, then we have to be realistic about this. So, mm-hmm. and, and I've talked to, to Maj about this. And I was just like, Hey dude, you got a lot of connects, like fucking gun owners of America cut you this check, but like, where, where's our check? Like where, where, <laughs> where, where's, where's our shit? Yeah. Um, I could, I don't know how that all happened, but I could tell you those kind of things are not easy to happen. No, no, no. And and I get it, but, but it was, it was in honor of black history month. Like it was in honor of this is like, okay, like, yeah. So Cinco de Mayo, you want to check like, well, somebody should be getting a check. (laughs) Like, like, cause it, cause if if we're, like, so I think at some point, mm-hmm. um, well, so listen, that's, you know, the way that I look at this, I understand what you're saying. And I think the guys who've done things like uh, really made those big standouts, like Colio Noir was doing this before NRA and actually working pretty hard. And right. then, uh, you know, uh, the NRA thing came along and he, he did that. And I think it's probably a really good thing. But he he then started working even harder, and then Maj came along and kind of like really built his way up without any of that, and went through things. And even at one point, I believe that the NRA was going to support him, and then didn't, you know. And me, the reason why I do this is for what you're saying. Like I decided instead of waiting for someone Correct. to to build something or give me something, I was Correct. just going to go out there and jump into it. Now we don't have tremendous support. We, they, you know, like I said with Walther Correct. and other people, yeah. there's there's some level of support here. It's not on that level, but there's always a trade-off for all these things because I feel Correct. like at the end I can do and say whatever I want to, and even if I take Correct. losses, it's not like purposely here. I don't um, take big. Like there's people who sponsor me, but it's not as big as people think. Like I just try to do things so that Correct. we can run this. But let's say I did something and made someone that sponsors me really pissed off. I, I try to make sure that's not the end of the world for me. That Correct. I can still go out there and keep saying what I want to say. Oh, absolutely. And and I think that's in in my opinion that that's kind of a, a better way of doing it. And and I think that's where a lot of people kind of uh, misunderstand what I'm saying mm-hmm. that that I want to. No, I see what you. I, I do see what you're saying, it, though. It, it just, it, it just, it's just not there. It just, we, we just yeah. don't see it. I think a lot of it is, is culturally. This is the unpopular opinion. I mm-hmm. think it, this country, unfortunately, goes in, in segments. Of, mm-hmm. of right now, uh, the culture is, um, and, and I'm being more aggressive than it, it really mm-hmm. is, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now we're, we're not, it's basically fuck anybody who's Latino. Like, like let's put them up in, in little cages and build a wall and, and do all you, this you, shit. You, do you really feel that way? That uh, like, you know, uh, again, not, not as aggressive as that, mm-hmm. but, but absolutely. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I, I don't think we're the popular minority at this point. I think we all go through the segments okay. of it's the popular minority. And I think it, it it's, it's, it's your guys's turn this time, and then unfortunately, in, in ten years, it'll be our turn, and then yeah. it'll be. That's kind of like what comedians say, like how uh, a lot of white people, like for white people, this may be racist. Some white people <laughs> might find this racist, but they say, you know, typically, like white people, white people can only have one black friend. You know, uh-huh. so if they, <laughs> you know, if they already have one black friend, and another black friend comes along, it's like, hey, 
you're not competing with me for this spot over here. So now yeah. there's a black friend that comes along and a Latino friend. Yeah. I guess, you know, it's like, oh, yeah. wait, you know, they can't. <laughs> that's now that's a joke. I think in reality, <laughs> the reality here is and maybe some people do genuinely feel that way. Like, I think the reality is we all look at this and see everything as being beautiful. And uh, you can't deny the fact that there's probably more Latinos in America than any other minority, if Correct. you want to look at it that way. And Latinos yeah, we're, we're, are probably going to outpace white people at some point here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, well, we, we definitely outbaby them. We, we have a shit ton more babies in, than than yeah. our ca- Caucasian counterparts. Yeah. White people, uh, get your baby game up. <laughs> you know? Uh, <laughs> get rid of the TV. Do what you want to do. Do what you want to do. Um, so... So yeah. it, it, it's, it's that, that kind of struggle where it's just mm-hmm. we, we, we are, like collectively, all Hispanics are the largest mm-hmm. minority um, in, in the U.S., yet we, we have the least amount of representation mm-hmm. anywhere, really, not, not just in guns, but in politics. You see a lot more uh, uh, black senators and, and representatives and, 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 and just ag- activists just in general, um, but you don't see it that much in in the hispanic community a lot of it has to do with our our culture we we just like to just ultimately fucking live and let live but i I think uh at the risk of our own demise we we get to this point where it's just like you 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 know what that's cool and Mm -hmm. and i love it and 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 i like to let people alone and just go to work and make their money and and do what they got to do but at some point we also have to step away from that and we have to be the ones that that are represented because a lot a lot of people are going to tell you and it's it's always it's usually the people who have never been oppressed that are like, well, it's not a color thing and it's not a thing and you don't need representation. We're all Americans like mm-hmm. I get it, but I want somebody at that table to look like me. Yeah. And I think like, we I think we, we should. I think in the gun community, we should try to encourage lots of difference. Because ultimately, we want every like everyone should be supporting the Second Amendment. Correct. Okay, uh, it's really really important. But in order to do that, you need everyone. And, Correct. And, you know that's like and, and, it's a tough. And, and you you've been able you've been able to reach people that that a white dude will never reach. Mm-hmm. Maj has been able to reach people that a white dude will never reach or a Mexican will ever reach. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and at the same time, there's a lot of like. You know, the flip side of that thought, at the same time, there's a lot of white people in the gun community because that's who is mostly in the gun community. Um, there's a lot of white people that support what I do. There's a lot of white people that Correct. support Maj. There's Correct. a lot of white people that support Coleon. I mean, go to, Correct. you know, when we used to have NRA back in the days, you go there. I mean, if I stop Coleon Noir on the, on the floor, it's, a, it's like a sea of, you know, old white ladies builds up around him you know what i mean (laughs) so i think that that's the thing that we have to kind of realize although you know i agree with you like we need to try to help make it more diverse at least in the optics it's still it's it's very important part of the fight let me just get some comments in here florida gun says i'm latino but need to make vids so florida guns get your act together get on it and make some vids um appalachian gun runner says don't forget babyface he's cuban that's true. He is uh, he is partly Cuban, you know, but it's two European things coming in there. You know, that's the that's why he looks like that. He's not. <laughs> he's not. Remember, lots of Latinos have a, a lot of uh, European heritage in there. Not completely, but 
Yeah. You know, uh, it's a big part of it. Uh, there's some obviously some native Indian in there as well. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm, I'm going to try to go down and see if there's any other things. Look, I think that ultimately here, the Internet, this whole Internet thing is, yeah. is, is making everything wide open. And um, look, I, I think even in the gun space, when I started doing this, like you said, I really only remember, I think, Colio Noir. Yeah. Uh, Argo J. Yeah. And uh, Rev. Uh, what's uh, Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I'm, I'm forgetting the name yeah, yeah. of uh, the black black man with Correct. a gun. What's his name, I, I, Lola? I'm, oh, man. Huh? Oh, Ken, Bla- Bla- Ken Blanchard. Ken Blanchard. Yeah, yeah Ken, my apologies. Yeah. Yeah. Those were the OGs. <laughs> Correct. But because of this internet thing, you, you, you know, you've got more of us coming out there because actually a lot of black people believe in guns and believe in the Second Correct. Amendment. So that's why you're seeing that. And I think we're going to see that same thing happening with Latinos. But, but there was a, a, a big influx of, of that stuff mm-hmm. be, because it was easier for people to move in because the, the, there was um, – Black man with a gun because there was Argo J because there was and they all represent a, a different sect in, in in culture. I mean, uh, Ken Blanchard coming from from the the Christian side of it, and right. um, he he's gonna uh, find a de- different demographic. Now when mm-hmm. you go to NRA shit, now when you go to Shot Show, there's fucking black people everywhere. Now Shot Show is slightly different because that's international and mm-hmm. there's people from fucking all over the world. Mm-hmm. But when you go to the NRA stuff, it, it's it's there's a lot more color there because it's you had three individuals who and there was probably more that that we we didn't mention mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. for sure for sure they made it easy mm-hmm. they opened up that door and made it a little easier for these people like okay like maybe i will show up to this event mm-hmm. um at the well, same time I, when you go like the beauty of the nra and you know the nra show itself like i'm a big fan of the of the convention of the annual meeting even though i'm not a big fan of the actual nra at this point yeah, but the thing, the beauty of it is, is that it moved around from state to state, you know. And so when you go to these, when you go to the states, you make it easier for people who live in the area, even though some people were driving for a couple of hours to get out there, right? Yeah, you know, it made it easier for the people in that state to uh, to to show up there. So I think that's something that helped a lot. Yeah. And 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 yeah. I and I would find if you go to a state that has a heavy population of Latinos, you will see. Latinos um, in that thing, or if it's got you know a population Correct. like for example, when we when it happened in Atlanta, there were a lot of black people. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. At, at NRA, even though I've seen them at all the shows because you yeah. know we're all over the country. I think it's just one of these things that it's it's you know because of the way that social media is working, even though it has its negative points. It's making it easier for people to get out there and then they are seeing other people and they're like, okay, maybe I won't be ridiculed as much by my family (laughs) by doing this. I don't have a lot of family members on my social media or people I knew back in the day. It's all gun guys on my thing. Every now and then there's people who knew me in high school or some family member will find me on there. And then when they say something anti-Second Amendment and people jump all over them. And they come crying to me. I'm like, I don't feel sorry for you. I don't tell you to, <laughs> I don't tell you to jump in there and get into this. this. These are my people. This is who I roll with. This is how I think. You chose to come into this thing versus a lot of other people are already on social media and they're kind of worried. Like, man, am I going to lose my job if I do this? Or yeah, you know, what's going to happen? So correct. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I don't know. It, it, it's a, it's a. 
a weird dynamic. Um, yeah. I'm seeing Armament and Axis. Yeah, yeah. Armament and Axis love loves you and he hates oh, you. Oh, he fucking adore. He he loves to hate me. I think. <laughs> I so, think. I think. And, he's, and, yeah. and I always. I always love those comments. Like, you don't look Mexican. What the fuck am I supposed to do? Run around the fucking taco and a sombrero on? Like, like. Yo soy mexicano. Mis padres nacieron en en, en Chihuahua. Uh, Spanish is you my look, first language. You look but Latino I'm, to me, but yeah, I mean, you know, it just depends on uh, how sophisticated your eyes are, man. It's you know, beauty beauty is in correct. the eye of the beholder. <laughs> so, so armamented axe is obviously not seeing a lot of Latinos out there. <laughs> yeah. So and and I think that that's kind of the 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 battle that 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 we're we're seeing is. When you see stuff like that, because I I know where Armament and Axis is coming from. Like I I get the comments and, mm-hmm. and shit like that. I've been seeing the comments. Yeah. Like, I, I, listen, I, there's I, some I, guys out there who they they they. So let's put it this way. Yeah. There's you know he's a white guy. He's an older white guy. He's a good guy, and he yeah. cares about people. He doesn't yeah. judge people. He's a very loving, yeah. creative kind of dude. You know I appreciate yeah. him. He supported me. A lot longer than a lot of people doing what yeah. I've done here. But well, there's a lot of guys, there's a lot of white guys that feel like they're the enemy in the eye of the media. And if we say right. some things, they feel like, okay, Defensive. you're just yeah. piling that on top right. of me when I'm not right. really that. And I think, you know, we have to be able to empathize with that because these oh, guys absolutely. are not the enemy. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. But I think you get to a point where it's just like you... Um, and, and and I've said this before. You, you get to a point. Uh, I forget who was running the this show. It was an award show, mm-hmm. uh, which, by the way, nobody's ever given me an award. I, I'm on. Uh, <laughs> so if if there's a petition out there, fucking most get me grumpiest on the show. gun guy who is also <laughs> Latino, <laughs> you'll get that award all day. <laughs> all day, all yeah. fucking day long. <laughs> right. Army and Axis so, make up that award, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. But I see this, and 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 I'm I know in this particular context, I'm the one that brought it up. That's mm-hmm. where we started was immigration. So I get it. I mm-hmm. I, I get it. Mm-hmm. Like shots were going to be fired from the fucking beginning. For but sure. Yeah. You go to a lot of these events, and and uh, as a Hispanic, you see right away build a wall. You mm-hmm. see bumper stickers build a wall. Uh, you see bumper stickers like talking about illegals and shit like that. Mm-hmm. As a Mexican, uh, right away, my guard's up because like, holy fuck. Just like how that guy feels like he's being attacked. Correct. You feel like you're Correct. being attacked. Yeah. Let me just oh, yeah. tell you real quick. I know we're hitting up against nine o'clock. Here's my thing. I don't believe in the wall, man. Here's what I believe we need. We hire some actors to be zombies <laughs> on the border. <Zombie. laughs> Going to fix everything. Who's gonna yeah. want to? Who's gonna want to come over that border if they think the zombie apocalypse so, is happening Mexi- in America? Mexicans are not afraid of the zombies. We're really? afraid of uh, El Cucuy. Uh, oh. we're afraid of what? La Llorona. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you got to get some like uh, that's like black magics. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. Occult, occult stuff. Well, La Llorona is Bloody Mary. I guess it's the equal to the Bloody Mary. And okay. Uh, okay. So. Yeah, that, that's what the fuck we're, we're afraid of. All those those weird yeah. like Candyman type into. Yeah, individuals. we get some crisis actors. I know there's a bunch of crisis <laughs> yeah. actors in America, for a fact. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen, I think this is a good conversation, man. Um, yeah. You know, I think sometimes we have to like get out of our comfort zone and have these conversations. And the example to me that it's a good conversation. We hit this in like two hours without even thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it, it's fun. It's always a good time, especially I have these uncomfortable conversations that does 
rile up emotions and thoughts and mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And I think at the end of the world, we kind of do have a responsibility to have a conversation that's not the norm. Mm-hmm. That um, it, it does invoke emotion. It does invoke other people to to kind of just think and, and analyze what, what the fuck they're doing with with their own shit. And mm-hmm. and these conversations are going to help me to grow, and it's going to help you to grow. And and uh, so I appreciate it. I appreciate the time, man. Same thing here, man. Same thing here. I appreciate it. Maybe we'll we'll get together. We'll put a Latino panel or something together here at some point. Have yeah, all absolutely. the Latinos up on there, you know, and, uh, yeah. and, and rock and roll. And, and I, I like that kind of stuff. Like, this is why I'm doing this, to show people there's a whole bunch of different people uh, in the gun world and expose everyone to it and let us all think about it and communicate with each other and figure out the ways we can work. We don't have to live with each other every day. Yeah. You know, we just need (laughs) to work together and we need to keep moving freedom forwards and not backwards. Like, you know, whatever the definition is of freedom, um, you know, we need to keep moving that forward. So it's, it's a little different, I think, for everyone. But I think if it's true freedom, we're all in the same zone and we just need to work on those things and uh, keep Correct. moving them forward. So um, yeah, I, I don't know. Before we wrap up here, yeah, uh, you know, tell the folks I'll give you one more shot here to let let everyone know where they could follow you, how they could support you. If they want to rant <laughs> at you, where they can go do that. And Florida Gun says he volunteers for the Latino panel. So, yeah, remind us of that when we do. it, We'll put it together. We'll get you on there, Florida Guns. So. So, uh, Instagram is, uh, guns for everyone. Uh, so guns underscore four F O R, uh, underscore everyone. Um, fa- Facebook is just guns for basically everything, uh, guns for everyone, except uh, YouTube. YouTube is gun expert G U N X P R team. And then my personal one is just, just look for my name, Edgar E D G A R Antillon A N T I L L O N. Awesome. Listen, man, thanks so much for coming through. Thanks, everyone, for hanging in there with us. Um, I, I see you guys were real feisty and active in the chat. That's always a good thing. Uh, we uh, appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> the people are still going, so I'm not even, I'm not even going to get into what's still going on here. But we will be back tomorrow, and uh, we're going to have Latino Locked and Loaded up in here. Hell yeah. So there I you appreciate- go. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to keep that theme going. We'll have maybe some of this discussion with her. And, uh, oh yeah, we'll that's gonna be good. Yeah, absolutely. All right, thanks so much, man. Uh, thanks, let me man. Have let a me good let me uh, hit the end button here for everyone. Make sure you guys subscribe here to the channel, ring the bell so you can be notified, leave comments, all that kind of good stuff. We're gonna rip out this audio, put it up on iTunes or other places that you can get. You know that you get your podcasts from. Uh, thanks to Walther for sponsoring the show. Of course, make sure you go to Hank Strange and uh, sign up for the email list. We are out of here, guys. Thank you so much. Peace. We'll see you.